Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Jeff Macalino podcast. Please like, subscribe, and if you have an iPhone, give me a five-star rating and uh, write a review. I appreciate you all listening and sharing with a friend. Uh, Today on the podcast, I am talking with Mike E.P. Mike is a uh, musician, podcaster, Twitch streamer, videographer, and a bunch of other things. Um, he's a full-time musician. Uh, he has a podcast, We Speak English Good, um, which I love the name of the podcast. Uh, he That's a, a podcast where he talks uh, to musicians. He's had uh, guests ranging from Grammy winners to hometown heroes. Um so talking with Mike today, kind of delving a little bit into uh, music, which is not something I honestly know all that much about. So I will talk to him soon. I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, my uh, <laughs> my quarterback retirement being a official. Uh, Drew Brees uh, hanging him up and. Uh, I, I, those of you who know me know I've been a Saints fan uh, since I was three years old. And yes, I became a Saints fan because I was three and I collected football cards and I loved the Saints uniforms. So that's the reason I am a Saints fan despite not growing up in New Orleans. Uh, I'm deadly loyal. Once I once I picked that team, I stuck with them. Uh, and actually, a funny side note, the, that specific card that made me a Saints fan was a Ricky Jackson, the Hall of Fame linebacker, uh, and uh, I'm not much of an autograph guy, but I did get to meet him in high school, and he autographed that card. I have that framed uh, in my house today, so the uh, the the reason back in high school it was a curse that I was a Saints fan, <laughs> uh, that's when uh, Aaron Brooks was the quarterback, and Sadly, uh, although Archie Manning fans might disagree with me, he was probably the best quarterback the Saints had till Drew Brees came along. And uh, a couple funny things. I mean, I remember growing up, and uh, I think people legitimately felt bad for me being a Saints fan because it was just, it, it was torture. Uh, I grew up with the uh, uh, <laughs> Heath Schuler. Danny Werfel, Kerry uh, Collins had a cup of coffee there. Uh, I forget why. I, I don't know if it was a DUI or what, but he got cut from the Panthers before he went to the Giants and uh, went to a Super Bowl, uh, coached by Sean Payton, by the way, offensive coordinator of that team. Uh, he, he had a brief stint in New Orleans, which broke up the uh, Billy Joes. We had Billy Joe. You know when you have two quarterbacks in your franchise history named Billy Joe? Billy Joe Hobart and Billy Joe Tolliver, uh, it was a rough go of things. And, uh, I mean, this is a team that for years, I would say, the best player was uh, arguably a kicker in Morton Anderson, maybe maybe until Willie Rofe came around, which uh, an offensive lineman, again, not real uh, great news for your franchise if uh, <laughs> you don't have any skill position players worth mentioning, but you got a tackle and a kicker. Uh, that were the the cornerstones uh, of the team. So wasn't wasn't uh, the Saints franchise was not really in great shape to say it lightly 
before Drew Brees came along. And of course, Sean Payton came the same year. And I do remember Drew Brees with the Chargers, a young quarterback that I, I liked a lot. He had a great 2004 season. He was pretty good in 2005. Uh, they drafted Philip Rivers. So the writing was kind of on the wall for him, which I, you know, I still think the Chargers made a mistake there, but <laughs> good, good for me. But I do remember week 17 watching his last game with the Chargers and he dove for a fumble and his shoulder got, I don't even know if you can find the video anymore because it was pretty gruesome the way his shoulder got ripped. Uh, clearly it was not proper. Uh, and I remember watching that game, I, what would I have been, a freshman in college, I think, but I remember watching that game at my parents' house and saying out loud, boy, that sucks, this, this guy's a young quarterback who's got a bright future ahead of him, and I don't know if he'll ever be able to play again, because his shoulder just had everything just torn to shreds, and, uh, I was not sure when the Saints signed him that offseason if that was a a good move or not. Uh, you know, it 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 uh it seemed risky. I mean it was risky. He didn't even in that offseason, he didn't have uh his normal arm. Uh but really throughout the two thousand six season, his first season, I think he got better as the season progressed, and then obviously Became a Hall of Famer and uh, statistically uh, one of, if not the best quarterback to ever play the game. It's unfortunate he was saddled with so many terrible defenses. Uh, I was looking at something. They were talking about uh, the uh, average uh, scoring defense for some of the great quarterbacks. And, you know, Tom Brady had a top three scoring defense throughout his career. Uh, meaning his defense didn't allow many points, which makes it a little easier to win games. And Drew Brees was in the mid-20s on that list. They just never were able to get a good defense consistently uh, with him. And uh, I won't even go into the the no-call in 2018, which definitely, in my eyes, cost him a second Super Bowl championship. Uh, Obviously, well you know, beyond his control, uh, referees throwing a goddamn flag. So anyways, you know, had to just express my love and appreciation for Drew Brees. Uh, I'm sure he's not done. Uh, you know, he does so much in the New Orleans area as far as charity. And I know he's going to be, uh, calling, I think he's going to be doing color commentary for Notre Dame games until, uh, he probably takes over for Chris Collinsworth there on NBC. So I'll be watching more uh, Notre Dame games, I guess, this season. Uh, just so I can just so I can hear my QB1 uh, talking. <laughs> Will make me feel better about things. So, anyways, uh, Mike EP coming up after this brief message. Uh, hope you enjoy it. All right, I am joined by Mike E.P. He is a musician and host of the We Speak English Good podcast, amongst other things. Uh, Thanks for coming on, Mike. How are you? I'm good. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. I'm I'm, I'm doing well. It's a nice day out here in Ohio, so that's nice. Is it uh, getting a little warmer up there, or 
It is. Today it got up to like 55 and it's sunny and uh, I, I like that. I love that. It's coming from Cal. I lived in California for about 13 years. I came from Ohio, went to California and I came back and coming back from living in Southern California for 13 years, coming back to the Midwest. Oh, so it, it, I'm just now, it's been about three years since we've been back and, and I am uh just now sort of starting to get used to it again but i just it, i can never get used to being cold there's just no way to do that for me it's like hot i can deal with i'm a sweaty dude anyways but <laughs> the 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 cold is just it's just unbearable and awful yeah um, yeah I, I i i've lived in st petersburg florida my whole life so i <laughs> but you don't know anything about that. No, no, it's it gets down to fifty here, and people are bundled oh. up in jackets, and yeah, <laughs> I enjoy like, it because I'm I'm like you, I, I sweat no matter what the temperature is, so it's like yeah. I, the heat doesn't really bother me. If it was cold, I might sweat a little less, but you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, I sweat just a little yeah. less when it's cold yeah. out. So. I, I'm a big guy, and I sweat out of every orifice in my body. <laughs> yeah, me constantly. too, man. Me too. I've been I've been big my whole life, so I just always sweat. That's that's my motto. Always sweating. <laughs> Always be sweating. That's me. It's it's not from hard work. It's just from uh, my my body composition. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just your body working harder than it has to because you treat it like shit. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you are you chubby or are you muscular? Uh, mostly chubby. Uh, yeah. Chubby too. But I'm I'm six two. I'm like two fifty. But most people say I look less than that. So. Yeah, I, so like when you're standing up, you don't look like a big old fat round guy. You're just sort of like got a little gut or something. No, but, oddly enough, I've lost uh, like 40 pounds during COVID. Oh, so great. maybe at the beginning of COVID, I would have been. Uh, I, I <laughs> I'm hey, less man. disgusted when I look at myself in the mirror now than a year it ago. Feels, it feels good though. It feels fucking so good to lose weight. I, I, I was heavy my whole life. I was like 325 in high school, Ooh. and um, you know, like. I went to California and 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 I got I got thin real quick. I lost like over a hundred pounds, and I mean I, I've kept most of the weight off. This coronavirus, this pandemic shit, has got me fucked up. I'm like just just getting fat again, which worries me because it's like ah, uh, it's like if you've been fat before, it's just like the idea of coming back with the fatness is just the worst thing. And, and like uh, my I, I just. It was so sad because I bought uh, I just bought two new pairs of jeans at Old Navy a few months ago. Oh. And 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 like I had to go up a whole size. And then like a month later, I didn't fit in those fucking jeans anymore and oh, I was God. just so grossed up. But the gyms the gyms are back open over here. Like you don't even have to wear a mask at the gym over here, so it's like fuck it. I've been going back to the gym and trying to eat better. It's just you know, when you're locked down and you don't want to go to the store, you're just sort of eating the bottom of the barrel bullshit until you absolutely have it's, to go back to that awful disease place. It's it's funny. I I'm a lazy person uh, in a lot of ways. Here. So I'm just like, oh, I'm a hero. I'm ordering Uber Eats to keep my local businesses, restaurants running. And I'm going to get Instacart for all my groceries because I'm providing a job for the person who's delivering. 
Yeah, no. When things are normal, I was going that way anyways. I'm just lazy. (laughs) I don't want to go to the store. I don't want to make my own food most times. (laughs) Right, man. You're absolutely right. It's like the pandemic was kind of a good fit for me because I I didn't really like going out all that much anyways, even though I'm like a performer and a musician and I travel a lot. But but when I'm home and when like all my toys are here, like all my stuff is here. I don't really need anything from the outside world unless I need, like, you know, food or shit tickets or something. But it's not like I, uh, yeah, I'm good with just being in the house for, for indefinite amounts of time. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. I, I have a lot of work. I work a lot. So it's fine. I, I can just sit here. I, I'll just keep sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> keep but yourself busy. Well, it, but but it sucks because I'm just getting fatter, and I feel like my body's breaking down more, and it's like you know, sitting's the new smoking. So it's like, fuck, I'm I'm literally, I feel like I'm smoking like three packs a day. So I, <laughs> it's fun. and plus I smoke like a decent amount of weed, which I had to cut back on, but I smoke a decent amount of weed. So I can't like like that didn't exist before I came back to the Midwest. Like this, it's mm. like. It's like between breaths. I'm just like, and then I went to the the store and the market, and then we came home, and then then we had to go back. It's that that like that didn't exist before I came back here. It, like when I was in California, there was no like why? Where did this come from? It's fucking disgusting. And and so I smoke a lot of weed, and and have fucking I eat like shit now, and and I've been eating better. I work out, but it's I'm getting older. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that has a lot to do with it, too. <laughs> it's fucking gross. Like, who, who, how, where, when did that happen? You know, like, when did, fuck it, when did the body switch over and decide that now this is how I, this I, is my conversation tactic, you know? Like, this is how I breathe now. And, and <laughs> It's like all of a sudden hair starts growing out of your ear and nose. Yes. And your fucking hair falls out. I don't know about you. You look like you got No, yeah, I, I'm good there. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful. I mean, it cherish it. And, 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 and it's just, what the fuck, man? Like, I got shit that hurts, and I feel like I'm doing, like, a Bill Cosby routine right now. No, it's well, like, I, I, I went on a rant once. I'm like, you know, I never heard about, like, you start getting, you have to start shaving your ears. Why did nobody tell me that that was going to happen when I got into my 30s? <laughs> I mean, somebody should have been fucking telling us. It's like, what happened? To, what, what, what role were our fathers? What, what kind of fathers do we have? <laughs> tell us about ear hair. Right. But, it, it's it's you. You always heard about yeah. The balls are going to start hanging low, or they didn't right, say you right. got to start shaving your ears. <laughs> right. Well, you know what, my dad. You know what's funny about my dad is he, I don't think he really got ear hair because he never. I mean, he he he, he kind of had bad. Um, hygiene like he wasn't the most cleanliest person but he um but he never had like ear ear hair or nose hair sticking out and he had like and he had he had like two gray hairs when he died like he had his whole head of hair when he died and it, it just he in that department he was okay you know he didn't really things didn't go crazy up here for him he just so so maybe you know my dad he lucked out <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe I can give him the pass, and because fucking he didn't have to deal with it, so he just why would he even think about telling his kid? But there's some other things that my dad didn't tell me about that were pretty important that every dad should be telling their kid, <laughs> and it's like, you know, so he, he there was a lot of missed opportunities there, but he uh, 
like yeah i don't know man he, he did, the, the the hair coming out of the ears and the balding thing it, it bothers me it does bother me i don't i don't like it I, I don't care for it at all no it's uh well it's the the sound uh you make sitting in a chair or getting out of a chair. I've got that groan. <laughs> it's like I could I could be a spy unless I had to sit down and stand back up. Then I totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, all, I'm covert until I have to stand up. <laughs> oh, good. so there he is. He's over there. Oh, him. he was doing so well <laughs> blending in. <laughs> then he stood up. Yeah, he, yeah, that's how we got him. Just stood up. <laughs> Yeah, man. Gave himself so away. <laughs> so you're a comic? You're, like, I heard, uh, uh, I, I listened to some of your podcasts. Yeah, well, I'm trying. I just turned 34. Woo! And uh, I've been uh, working a, uh, you know, typical office job. I, I Back in college, my last semester in college, I got my then-girlfriend pregnant. Uh, so... I got into a career early, you know, a good good career, but not a job I like at all. Uh, <laughs> had a kid, got married, had another kid, was living. I had a back surgery. Um, all this before age 25. So oh. I, I had, I said yesterday, to, uh, I was talking to a comic. I'm like, I had a resume of a 40-year-old at 25. Like, I didn't go out much. I didn't, at 27, uh, I got separated, divorced, all that. So I kind of went... A little, uh, a little crazy, uh, you know. And I have the kids half the time. I'm, I'm, you know, super responsible dad. And then half the time I'm uh, uh, not drinking and carousing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. So, uh, but I realized uh, it was around a year ago. This time I was just, I was just depressed, and I thought, if anything, I need to do something just for me. So, uh, right when all the comedy clubs shut down, I thought I should start doing stand up, and yeah, that that worked out real nicely for me. <laughs> so, so then you never got a chance to actually start. You uh, like you? I, I thought I, I thought yeah. I heard that you did do like a, like an open mic or something. Yeah, I've been able to do a few um, because comedy clubs have been open down here for a while in Florida. So, well, yeah, Florida's fucking. I love Florida. I I think that Florida and Georgia, like, because I got friends in Georgia who hadn't stopped working musicians. And it's just like, to me, it's like, I, I fucking love that. At first, it's like, what the fuck kind of psychopaths are you? But as things unfold and we see the levels of incompetence just yeah rolling down fucking the capitol hill you're like uh you're just like yeah fucking florida go florida fuck this let's just go with it and fuck it all yeah i mean it it worked out <laughs> i guess that's the yeah, well, that's the thing when you look at look at how how much you guys were affected compared to like any other fucking state who's like double masking it's about the same thing mm -hmm. it was about the same outcome so what the fuck are we doing here and florida's got a lot of elderly people too so we exactly. kind of that's what kind of made it seem like i don't know if we're the state that should be doing it but i mean i liked it i, I still personally didn't well, but you know it was it was a great social scientific experiment <laughs> it was yeah and, and, uh, and, and you guys came out on just about like everyone else. So, like, everybody's shitting on Florida, but, like, in the meantime, you guys have had your freedoms. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. businesses have been able to stay in business. <laughs> in business, you know, like, there's there's fucking venues in, in, in San Diego and, and here that just shut down 
that just breaks my heart. It's just like, oh my God, these are institutions. Like, just fucking, you know, just the heartbeat of a, of a music scene. And it's just like, what the fuck is even happening? And, and then, <laughs> in Florida, watch out, motherfucker, we're still here. <laughs> and I, I love it. And, and I know that people probably sound like I'm an anti-masker, which I'm not. I mean, let's wear masks, I guess, if it makes people feel good. And, and I, I, I do believe that it does help a little, I guess. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But when you look at a place like Florida and compare it to another place, you know, you just start wondering, you start thinking, like, what are we doing? Why are we fucking, why are we still pretending like these fucking face condoms are doing anything? And, and again, I'm not saying they don't. Well, we, but we know the shutdowns wonder. aren't doing anything. Yeah, we know I shutdowns mean, only drive people indoor to spread the disease to their loved ones even more, so... You know, what are we doing? Again, not saying not to wear a mask, not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying, you know, it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder what the fuck is, ha- is happening right now. Yeah, and, and and I don't know if it's St. Pete, because we're more of a liberal city. So I don't know if it's where I live, but I've had to wear a mask anytime I go indoors still. I mean... If you go to a restaurant, you wear it till you get to your table and take it off. Right. So I don't know how right. effective it is, but stores... Liquor, mm-hmm. liquor stores that I don't get on Instacart, you have to get a, put a mask on to, to go in there. It's, you know, just get used right, to right. carrying one still, in your pocket in case you need it. <laughs> right, right. Still people are walking around with it, but it was just the fact. So what was it that you guys didn't actually, you, you guys didn't really lock down all the way and you guys did enforce the mask or did you guys enforce masks? So there's no mask mandate. Um, but private businesses all basically have the same thing as you need to wear yeah, a mask. People are, pretty, people are decent. People aren't like right, just, right. there's assholes out there, but they're not just walking around like, fuck you, no mask, there's no mandate, no mask, fuck you. Yeah, I haven't I seen that at all. People. Yeah. Well, I know there's people around the country who well, are burning masks <laughs> doing that, but, and you would think with the reputation that Florida has is that you, you guys would have a big... Uh, a, a big show out of people who are just like fuck you ain't wearing no mask but but it seems like in these <laughs> these these um in these states where the the rules are a little bit more lax it just seems like people are still just being polite and going through the motion and doing it anyways because it's like well you know most people are on board with you know being safe and and so it does seem like florida texas is all kind of getting bad raps and it's like Joe Biden's calling Texas fucking Neanderthals. And it's like, why are they still doing that? It's, why are they still calling people names? <laughs> years ago, I got super into politics. And I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm really going it's, to... It's so much... And I'm a libertarian, which is great because I hate pretty much all, all of the politicians. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, uh, I, I see that. I, I mean, I, I can get on board with that. Yeah, it's uh, but I, I I'm so it, it's so much theater, and it's it is. it's, it's so it. little. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Wag the Dog. I think it came out in like the late '90s. Robert De Niro, yeah. Dustin Hoffman, mm-hmm. uh, and and I feel like that should be like required high school like government class. You watch this video. You think this is what's happening because this is what the news is saying. This is what's going on behind the scenes. All right. And I think uh, that's a lot of times I'll just tweet, yeah, watch Wag the Dog. <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. Just... Uh, a lot of this is just manufactured and it's sick. But, you know, I told my wife before I came out, before I came out, I'm like, okay, 
I'm gonna try not to just bring it up, bring up censorship. I'm gonna try not to fucking talk about fucking politics and that stuff. I'm gonna try to keep keep it to fucking the show and stuff. But it, immediately, it's like it's, it's just I don't know what it is about me, but this is where I've been going. Like I've been doing a lot of podcasts in this last couple months, and it it just always ends up here, and I'm always fucking. It just ends up with me being like fucking China <laughs> and, fucking, <laughs> and Biden, it's, fuck Trump, and all. It's just ridiculous. This. So we can talk about whatever you want. By the way, I, I'm not trying to put parameters on the discussion. Oh just, no no no. That's actually one of the things I, I jotted down. I wasn't sure if you saw this. I um, uh, did. Did you watch the Grammys? I don't really watch award shows no, at all. No, did, yeah, I don't. You you hear about this shit with Bill Burr? I know what's going on with Bill Burr. I'm, I'm interested though. I love Bill they Burr. They were trying to cancel him, which is funny because he doesn't give a shit what you yeah, well, say about him. Taking his career. From I him. I watched the video. They they there was a whole thing about how he's racist and all of this. I watched the video of it, and uh, he butchered some names. Uh, for some reason, they had him doing, like, the Latin Awards, music awards, <laughs> and he butchered some names. I don't know if people have ever heard his podcast. He can't even read his, his ads without butchering things. Like, that's that's just what he does. Right, <laughs> and, right. And he, he butchered the names, and apparently that makes him racist. It's like... Uh, That's why they're mad. I don't know. I, I guess at one or, point was he being funny though? Was he being funny about it? No, like, he made a a wisecrack. Um, I don't want to put words in his mouth. He made a wisecrack like uh, all the all the feminists at home are wondering why a, a cisgendered uh, white guy is doing the Latin Latino right, awards I, or something. I see. What, I see. Pretty, pretty pedestrian comment. I mean, that was like the only yeah. joke he made. And then I think he said that the piano. Uh, I could see how this could be taken wrong, but he said something he about apologized. wanting to. He, he he said he wanted to uh, to kill himself going through the yeah. like the piano recital before he came on. Right. Um, it's like why is the cis white male doing all this Latino stuff? Yeah, which I don't understand how that makes him racist. The great thing about him is he doesn't care. <laughs> I I know he's the last person who's checking his Twitter to see if people are trying to cancel him. Yeah, it, it, I, I I hate that fucking comedians have become sort of the, the like punching bags of the left and, and even for the right, you know, like they, they just all pick and choose what they can do and, and what what they what they glom onto and. And like, yeah, reading what he said, and you know, you kind of saying it out loud is like that is nothing. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? It's it's at best a, a weird joke, or at worst a weird joke. Yeah, and, and it was probably it probably landed. I don't know. I didn't watch it, but it probably landed just fine. And 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 fucking somebody was like, I can't believe Bill Burr did all that bullshit. And, uh, fuck you. Shut up. <laughs> I'm so, no, I'm so sick of it, dude. I'm so sick of Doctor Seuss getting canceled. I'm so sick of fucking Pepe Le Pew and all this shit. It's like I, I get that there's some racist ass connotations that come with this sure, characters yeah. and images but I don't think that we need to erase them from history and I, I think we need to use them as fucking learning tools and what not to do and not what not to create as art not fucking bury it and then say you can't talk about it and if you talk about it you're cancelled too you know like you can't even talk about it you can't talk about Pepe Le Pew because if, <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're sticking up for this fictional character that means you're sticking up for rape culture hmm Damn. what? 
Well, and that's where the problem is, is people now are afraid to defend. Uh, if Bill Burr said something offensive and mm-hmm. people said, oh, no, he's a good guy. You just misunderstood right. it. They would then get they'd get canceled. Yeah, because yeah, you're a racist if you support this guy. Um, yeah, it's 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 right. a it's a mob. I mean, it it really it's. It seems like it's not that even that big of a mob, though. It just seems like fucking no. it's a small group of people who are just like, I don't like that, and then it sort of starts trending, and then people just sort of pile on because it's like, well, if I pile on, I can show everybody that I'm fucking you know morally superior, and then you. Know, and then I'll get those social brownie points where people think that I'm super fucking woke. And, yeah. you know, I'm the king of the woke. And maybe I can find a career within that and make money off that. No, and it's it's funny. And I'm actually working somewhat on a bit about this. It's funny that I'm someone who's like, I think overall I would, with a normal person, be someone who would be considered, like, woke previously. I, uh, I... <laughs> Part, part of what I, I joked about, um, and this is a true story, uh, without getting into details of why I was in police custody. Um, <laughs> well, maybe we should get into details. But, but years ago, <laughs> uh, a Saints player, I'm a Saints fan, a Saints player got pulled over by the police. Uh, he was driving a moped or something, did nothing wrong. He, he, black guy with dreadlocks. Police stopped him, questioned him. He didn't want to answer their questions because he did nothing wrong and he assumed, which I think he's probably right, that they were profiling him and just, you know, he was in a rich neighborhood and, and he didn't belong. So he, he got arrested and his only charge was resisting arrest without violence. And this was in 2015 and I tweeted, resisting arrest without violence is also known as being black in public. <laughs> so so to me, that's like, see, I was woke back then. And then two months later, I got arrested for resisting arrest without violence. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> So I guess white people can have that happen too. <laughs> yeah, well, it's weird when you when you look at statistics and stuff. And mm-hmm. I don't even have numbers readily available anymore in my stupid head. But like you know, when you look at statistics and there is some weird stuff in in, in you know comparing black people and and white people and who's arrested and who's not, and, and it does sort of in some way kind of left. Level out, but 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 that's but still, even with those sort of numbers and statistics, any black person or anybody who know like who is close to black people or in the black community uh, knows that that this shit happens all the time. It does. Right. It's it's real shit. Like I'm I'm, I'm married to a, a black woman, and I've seen it happen to us several times where. Just by being a black woman, we will be getting followed around in in fucking the stores or. Uh, you know, you can't use the bathroom, and then two minutes later, some young little white girl is like, "Hey, can I use the bathroom?" And it's like, "Oh yeah, the code is this," and then go ahead, write it. You know, these are things that we saw happen, and, and cops too. You know, and, and with she has black brothers, and I've seen fucking them get fucked with, and so like I, I I've seen it with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm half Mexican. I've been fucked with. I don't even look Mexican, and a fucking cop sniffed that shit out. <laughs> and fucking still, had, still called me a fucking racial shitty name. So it's like I know that this shit does oh, yeah. exist, and uh, but but to but to say it's like uh, to say to say it it is as bad and is it's an epidemic and as bad as the media is sort of portraying it. I don't know if it's that bad. I, I don't know, but maybe maybe I'm speaking on term. You know, I, of course, I'm I'm the outwardly white Latinx man, so 
uh, cisgendered Latinx. So oh, right. So I, you should be offended by Bill Burr. <laughs> I'm mad at you, Bill Burr. Fuck you, Bill Burr. You didn't say her name right. Well, and he uh, said Latino instead of uh, Latinx. I, Which I've I've heard. I fucking hate that too. Okay, I, I've had I, I've had several people who are Latinx or whatever, and Latino they've said that's culture. offensive. Like our culture, it's Latino, yeah. Latina. Yeah. Like it's offensive to call us an X. My my family is offended by that. I I, I legit have me- Mexicans. They are Mexicans from Mexico. Came over here properly, by the way. They came over here and did it the right way, and fucking yeah. They're like, what are you talking about? That's fucking stupid. You know who came up with that? Some fucking rich white person. Some rich white oh, yeah. person trying to oh, <laughs> fuck. Some fucking elitist trying to tell fucking black and brown people how to feel about race. And and probably someone who had an idea of how to profit. I'm not sure how, but... Yeah, so, no, no, no. It's definitely profits. It's, definitely for profit. So one thing... I'm big time into conspiracies, and I'm glad you brought up <laughs> Dr. Seuss. Because one of the things is, you know who caused the whole kerfluffle Dude, with Dr. I, Seuss? I it was Dr. Seuss's foundation. <laughs> I want you to repeat what you just said, and I'm sorry for stepping all over you, but this was like, this is fucking... The word kerflu- fucking, kerfluffle? This is what I've been doing. Like, every fucking podcast I've been on, it's all just come down to conspiracy theories. I'm here for it, by the way. Can you repeat what you just said? I, I, I actually, that was so not... It was so unnecessary for me to even interrupt you to, to say that stupid sentence, but I just want you to know... I'm here for the conspiracy theories. Let's go. Let's fucking, what's up with with Dr. Seuss? Well, you know who started the whole thing was the Dr. Seuss Foundation. They're the what? ones who decided they needed to oh, pull right. books out of circulation. Now, his daughter said something like, "He's not. he wasn't a racist, but this could be interpreted this way, so we're taking it. And then Dr. Seuss books skyrocketed in sales. <laughs> it's, they... they canceled themselves by getting rid of six books that no one even has ever heard about and the rest of their books because one thing that the right has shown like with the goya beans is is if the left protests it they're gonna spend tons of money to boost it and nobody was even actually seeming to protest dr seuss they just kind of self-volunteer so the whole thing it's like if you just uh, mr potato head was the same way from what i've heard hasbro just decided Hey, we're gonna do this branding thing, make it look like we got yeah. canceled. It's it's still they still have Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, but the company brand name is Potato Head, and I think their sales went up as well. So this is like a new sales tax tactic. It's, it's a way to get out there for free. Uh, advertising. You know risky, but but yeah, but if they're remedying remedying the situation and bringing attention to it themselves. And they're and they're by default getting in front of any any future uh, complaints that might come their way, but subsequently brings them all this crazy attention and fucking and 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 now people are just like oh, I'm gonna go buy that now or or never buy that again. But either way, their sales went up. Their, right. their name is out there. People are talking about Mr. Potato Head and Dr. Seuss. When's the last time you saw Dr. Seuss on the fucking evening news? So it's like right, and it was you know, everywhere. That's really interesting, dude. I, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about canceling oneself for self-promotion. Uh, that's fucking deep, son. That's <laughs> level marketing right there. It, 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 see, I'm not a marketing expert by any genius. means, but it just seems like, huh, if you can no, find something. 
Well, I feel it, and I don't even think that that's a that far fetched of a conspiracy because because people do that all the time when you look at like um, well look at uh look at like Jay Z and Beyonce and and Kanye West and, and like the the uh what was it the hip hop Illuminati or Black Illuminati or something it was the, something like that was going around. And then there was like talks of cheating and stuff. All all this stuff, all these narratives are always conveniently dropped. All these these fucking these stories of Beyonce getting cheated on all evolves around an album being dropped about get heartbreak and shit, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and talking about Becky with the good hair all came out in the, in the midst of this controversy. And and they're fucking in a time where you can't sell a fucking record they're fucking selling records because they're fucking geniuses and they're just like let's just create this narrative that that drives us i mean it's fucking professional wrestling you know it's the same shit and and i i fucking love that i i love like dude one of my emotes on my twitch stream which i know that doesn't make sense to anybody listening but emotes are like emojis (laughs) that you can you can make one of them is fucking the nature boy rick flair (laughs) so like you know, I, I I'm a big fan of of wrestling. I'm a big fan of that theater. What sucks is is that that's what our political uh, uh, system is now. Is that it's all theater. It's all fucking professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. It, talking to each other, um, public, but you know, giving each other hand jobs behind the fucking behind the scenes. So it's like it, it's unfortunate that that's what it's become. And it's you know, and it's all just in pursuit of power and money as usual. But still, yeah. it's. It's it's pretty disheartening. News and the politics should just be boring and 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 yeah. and, and not fucking a, a sport. You know, like it's a fucking sport. You know, it's a, it's fucking Monday Night Football. Yeah, it's, it should be just boring. Told by fat ugly people with no fucking long beautiful legs. They should just be <laughs> fucking Walter Cronkite's all over the place. Just some fat guy with warts on his face telling us the most horrible. Yeah boring shit that we can imagine but that's how it should be we shouldn't be fucking out here you know you know rooting for a team like fucking like it's michigan versus ohio or something you know it's like this this is stupid this is stupid we're out in the streets fucking killing each other for this this silly silly game that they're obviously manufacturing and 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 it's all it's just all manufactured descent it's all manufactured descent they're selling clicks they're selling rage bait they're selling fucking they're, and then they're selling fucking uh, this race war. They're trying to sell this fucking just so that you'll click on fucking black movies, you know. Like, and 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 I love that there's inclusion, and I love. I know that growing up, at least I didn't see a lot of brown people on TV, you know. Like, and if we did, they were always like, in fucking the worst character. But but I'm really happy that that's happening. But. It's like they're taking advantage of this cultural moment and, and just trying to profit it and drain it for all it's worth. And and the one thing that's making the sales of this this narrative go up is is the media keeping people divided. And mm-hmm. that's what sucks. It's like this there's this huge division that that's all built around like just selling clicks and selling entertainment and selling you know it's all just become this so, selling entertainment keep people busy yeah. while fucking they're doing whatever the fuck they want why they're bombing Syria you know like, right yeah don't you know don't I mean? look over here let's talk about this yeah let, let, let's let's fucking hate and mistrust our neighbor and, and, and think that you know oh Uncle Joe's in office now and he's this benevolent leader who fucking has our best interest <laughs> in hand. 
It's like, bitch, he has been a career politician for the last 40 years, fucking shit up and taking and not giving a shit the whole way. Yeah. Lying, stealing, fucking, you know, well, he's a plagiarist, fucking, he, he fucking hair sniffer. He's a, he's a lifelong politician, which should should give you a, an idea that he he's not a good person. I don't, I, it's anyone who decides, I, I get the idea. Again, years ago, I thought I, I'll pursue politics. You know, I, I'm I'm relatively smart and I'm I can speak well, and it's like nah, everyone in it just egomaniac. Like, and it makes sense. Think of how narcissistic you have to be to think I should be the most powerful person on the in the world. I should run this whole country. You got to have something fucked up in here to think that. I agree. I agree, hundred percent. That people who want to do it are genuinely, generally. Terrible people who are just have their own interest in, at heart, yeah. and and it's very obvious, you know, it's very obvious in just how, you know, over the last year how they were playing games with the stimulus and shit. And people are suffering. People are like literally starving, and fuck, like Americans are literally starving, and fucking these motherfuckers up there just worried about optics and and, and fucking you know like worrying about getting the fucking orange guy out of office and and. You know, just trying to get their own like stupid agenda across at a time at the worst possible time. You know, they're just, right. but that's what happens that it, when when these sorts of things happen. This is the time people fuck it. It's a vacuum of power, so they're just like, you know, like they're gonna try to pass all their fucking crazy bills, and it's it's very frustrating to be alive, but it's very beautiful at the same time. Yeah. No. And and. Uh... It's it it's sick. Anytime you have to be motivated to do something out of fear for your life or your safety, uh, there's a problem there. If that's the the uh, a, a couple of years ago, AOC said the Earth would cease to exist in 11 months or something absolutely stupid like that. It's like no, it won't. The Earth's in better shape than it was 50 years ago. I mean, it, you know, I mean, it's eventually the sun's going to burn out and Earth's not going to be any good. <laughs> I mean, millions of years, whatever, billions. I've, I'm not an astronomer. <laughs> four billion years. We got about four billion years left. So, I mean, I, I, I get what she she was using fear, and that's ridiculous. It is. But, I mean, that there I mean there, there is a lot of evidence out there that's showing that we do have an effect. On oh, yeah. So, so I, I'm not, I'm not against bringing attention to people, but I am against using it in a, in a, a fear tactic to, you know, to get right. people to vote for you essentially, or vote for your side of the, the aisle. Right. Like, and these, I really don't think that these people believe or care about these issues. I just think that these are, they just see these as stepping stones to get to the positions they desire in, in, in power in, in politics. Yeah, well, it's, it's to me, anytime people pull out the, well, we need more money. Well, how's that going <laughs> to, that's not it. Most of the pollution comes from Asia. <laughs> Us paying higher that. taxes here is, isn't going to fix that. <laughs> China, yeah, well, how are we going to stop China from fucking polluting? Yeah. Not. I mean, they they did roll out some, like, thing, right? Didn't they say they were going to do some sort I of... I think so, but... You know, and and I say this with no trust in the U.S. government, but I certainly don't trust foreign governments either. No, especially China. <laughs> to tell the truth, that's I don't I don't know why people are so up China's ass and like why people are like defending China right now. Um, it, it's it's <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, no, I know, I know, but mm. it's like, but like, what sucks is that like uh, an entire 
it's just like how do you get poor people to vote against their best interests? You know, it's just like this game that they played this whole time. It's just like we're just sort of getting used to this idea that that you know we can't talk bad about the Chinese government and. You know, if we say that uh, that 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 the virus was man-made, and who knows if it was purposely let out or if it was an accident, but either way, they're not going to tell us the truth. Why are we letting these? Why are we letting this government off the hook? Why are we letting China access have access to our power grid? Why are we letting China fucking? Why are we changing our art and and, and you know Marvel you know Marvel movie? Why are we why are we altering our art? Why are we? Why are we fucking, why are we coming in to defend this country who is fucking murdering and, 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 and sterilizing fucking an entire group of people, the Uyghur people? Why are we defending this? Why are we saying, oh, that's just part of their culture and shit? It's like, okay, that's part of their culture. Then why are we fucking with them? You know, why are we letting them influence as much? Half of my city is bought by China. The city I live in, half of the fucking downtown area is owned by China. Jesus. And and that's not and that's not uh, that's not just a local thing. This is all over the country. China is buying a lot of property here, uh, or at least private interest. But private companies and China sort of are pretty symbiotic over there. So it's it's like I just feel like any. So and this sounds probably fucking. Uh, what do they call this? Phobic? Which phobic is this one? Xenophobic? <laughs> xenophobic, yeah. It sounds xenophobic, but I, I just, I don't think, like, and, and I think Chinese people are wonderful, and, and, and Chinese food is fucking the shit, <laughs> and Chinese girls are fucking hot, and, like, I, but the Chinese government can eat a dick, like, seriously, like, <laughs> They they steal their intellectual property like they they have this long term plan they that they that they want to become the world dominant power, the way that they do these, where they go to these countries and loan them money and then fucking they know they're going to default and they sort of take over. It's basically a port of China now. It's just their tactics are. I mean, if you're looking to get on top, I mean, shit. That that's that's the way. I guess the way to do it: steal all the information, fucking just do whatever the fuck you want. Who cares about humanity or, or breaking the law? But uh, if if we want to let them do that, that's fine. Let them do it over there. But don't let them fucking. We got. I just don't understand why, as a country, we're sort of rolling over. Our president's sort of rolling over for this country. It just seems a little weird. Now, if if I was in QAnon or into the QAnon <laughs> stuff, this would sound super QE, right? But 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 these are real things that are happening, and and so. When it's when there's this reality that's sort of painting a picture, like isn't there isn't that worth examining? Isn't that worth like fucking looking into? Isn't, isn't there someone out there like worried about this shit? I know there is. I know there's a lot of people who are worried about China and such, but it's still it's it's to me it's it, it, I, I don't understand how we can let them off the hook so easily and 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 to come to their defense. It almost seems like they they're gearing us up to sort of fall in line in this in this idea because when you look at china and how they regulate their internet and how yeah. you know you can't say anything against the government or else you come up missing well we already yeah. got you we get sent to got, a camp <laughs> we already got certain aspects of that where people if you speak out against you know an idea you get canceled you know we we do have people telling on each other we do regulate the internet now. We are censoring the internet in a way that is is stopping the flow of information. 
um, in a very vital way on these very big platforms that have become very vital to communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I, I love that Australia kicked fucking Facebook out because they were trying to because they were trying to do the news ads and they're trying to make Facebook pay for for content basically paying for the content and so Facebook shut down their Australia like a bunch of oh, I can't remember the full details but they shut down a bunch of pages and you couldn't access a bunch of different pages that were like pretty vital to a lot of companies like the, like healthcare facilities that were using Facebook as a form of communication to the public and it was just a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of shit that fucked them over so we've become so dependent on these modes of communication that i, I don't like there has to be something to, to make these motherfuckers accountable for you know like for for like they they need to be held accountable because they are fucking at the heart of this this whatever transformation we're going through as a society they are at the heart of sort of uh they're they're bringing us together by shredding us apart at the same time yeah so like and they're going unfettered and and our young ladies are killing themselves you know every day because of facebook and shit I know it's not proven, but there is a huge correlation in the rise of Facebook and the rise of fucking suicide, especially among young people, especially among young women. So uh, these companies are having such an effect on us. They're having an effect on our communication. They're having an effect on our mental health. We need to fucking regulate these bitches. You know, like something needs to be done. And I know you're a libertarian, so like uh, (laughs) regulation is probably not really your thing, but... I, I do think that we need to hold them accountable for what's out there and hold them accountable for their TOS, their terms of service and hold them accountable for, for allowing freedom of speech and hold them accountable for the bullshit that they do put on us as a society because they're just running it rampant. They're fucking, they're making money. They're stealing our data. They're fucking accepting corporate welfare. Fuck them. They're yeah. Not paying taxes. You know, like fuck them. Like they're, it's time for them to fucking either pay up financially or fucking pay up fucking with with their content and with the way that they do their business because it's like this can't keep going and we can't have our young people just fucking growing up with all these mental issues fucking because they they're constantly comparing themselves to some impossible image that they see on on, on Facebook or Instagram and shit and I know it's beyond that but see and here we are again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think, you know what's funny, I the uh, first guest I had on this podcast is, is a comedian who, uh, he makes most of his money now by doing kind of funny uh, TEDx talks and stuff like that, where he talks about, uh, he almost committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we were talking about it, and uh, part of the problem, and it used to be more of like, an older middle-aged white guy thing you just you wouldn't talk about it you just you know kill yourself because you're a man you're not supposed to you you know um and now it's getting a lot more and i think the lockdowns have had a lot to do with the teenage stuff that's going on too um not yeah but leading up to the pandemic we were in we were were still up yeah in a fucking epidemic of fucking of young people killing themselves and older middle-aged white men as well yeah no one's a fuck because they're old white men right they're middle-aged white men fuck them yeah it well and it's funny we talked about part of it is i think the flaw 
is almost like in abstinence-only education, meaning like just because you talk about suicide doesn't mean someone's going to all of a sudden be like, I'm going to go kill myself tonight. Like, I, I don't think it works that way. I think open dialogue about, hey, people sometimes want to kill themselves. Here's what to do if you're in that situation. You know, talk to somebody, admit it to somebody. Um, even that, as he pointed out, that's problematic because in some states you can get locked up <laughs> for saying that. Um, uh, but it, it, it's a weird, there's a stigma which. I understand it's an uncomfortable topic, but I think, I mean, as as you and I who talk for the first time today have talked about some d- uncomfortable topics, I mean, that's... Where I live. I'm right, constantly. well, uh, that's me too. Like, that's, yeah. I'm, I'm terrible. I, I feel like I'm very socially awkward a lot of times because people, you know, parties and stuff, you want to keep things light, and I'm like, no, I want to talk to you about the shadow government and why they're mind-controlling us. <laughs> <laughs> me too though me too and that's that's probably why i i've been going to this topic every on every show is because this is fun it's fun to talk like this it's fun to fucking talk politics it's fun to rag on these motherfuckers and you know we're participating in 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 our in our patriotic duty of fucking you know having an opinion and having a fucking and having a stance and fucking we vote and we fucking i don't know if you vote but yeah. you know like i vote i fucking i'm very i'm, I'm very conscious of what's going around on the locally and on a national level. Pretty conscious. I'm not going to say very <laughs> conscious. Most most people, even if they think they're informed, are horribly misinformed, and me mm-hmm. including. Which there's all kinds of holes you can poke in everything I've said in this fucking entire podcast. So, <laughs> I, you know, like whatever. I, I have my ideas, and sometimes they come across right, and sometimes they come across wrong. But I. I, I I, at the heart, at the heart of my heart, is I'm, I'm coming from a good place, and I, I respect what people have to say, and I want to hear what people have to say, and the, and the idea that we're fucking shutting down conversations and and not allowing people to talk about things is only making the, the pot boil over. You know, that, right. I mean, that's how we got Trump in the first place. Is oh, by, exactly. <laughs> You know, the, calling them, calling the Midwest flyover states, and you know, fucking, just, just the way that, the way that the elite left has sort of fucking uh, made people out in the Midwest or in the South out to be idiots. And it's like, well, I would say that the people in the South and the Midwest are, are I, I'm not going to shit talk and say they're idiots. I'm going to say that they're fucking real people, and right. that these people who exist in these fucking coastal cities where it's like thousands of dollars a month just to exist mm-hmm. in that city these are people who fucking aren't dealing with the problems that they're trying to to, to, to narrate you know they're they're they have they're so far disconnected from that and and i have friends out here who i have like uh, you know my friend she's a lesbian she, she definitely looks like she fucking feeds her cat vegan cat food but she is fucking hardcore fuck cancel culture but you know, like I, she's she's not right and she's not left. She's you just find a lot of people like me who are just sort of in the middle. I, I'm not as I'm not as extreme as libertarian ideals, but like I'm definitely you know I'm definitely like fuck that guy, fuck that guy. You know, it's like both of these people are full of shit. Everybody's full of shit, and we need to fucking get to the bottom of it. We need to talk about it, and by not talking about it, it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. And if anybody's ever been in a relationship. And you have something that you need to say, but you're not saying it to to the, your partner. 
is like you know that it leads to a fucking a horrible fight or or death or fucking fucking divorce or what a myriad of horrible things and so we got to take that into consideration that when we just sort of go and, and it's not like things left unsaid it's things that are are told you to be unsaid you know like you are not allowed to say that it's it's funny and you've probably heard this a hundred times is uh when i was married i fought all the time with my my now ex-wife um and we get along well now i i always want to point that out anytime i bring her up because sometimes in stand-up it's an easy dunk to make an ex-wife joke so i bring (laughs) (laughs) when i'm not married i'm happily married my wife is still correcting the way i speak about her well well so the the thing is about the women that that are in your life yeah, well, when the arguing stopped, that's when the marriage falls apart. When when you don't, when you stop yeah. arguing, and just right. stop stop communicating, you know. Right. I mean, she's she's a confrontational person. I'm a passionate, you know. I at times I blame my Italian blood, <laughs> but uh, I'm man. But but I think it's that way with you know when people are not allowed to keep talking is when. They boil over, like you said. I, yeah, it's the end of the relationship. It's the end right. of shit. And it's like, and I don't want it to be the end of this country. And sure as hell, don't. When when you stop fighting for something, is like that's that's the end of it. And it's like I, I think that we both need. To, I I think that that everyone who's fighting for their cause is is you know in, they have the right to do so, and and as they should. And and most of these causes have a, a, a good amount of truth to them. But it's just you can't allow one side of the story to be told all the time. You can't allow the what is it like eliminate? It's just it's well, I'm just gonna keep saying it. It's just fucking you just keep driving people into fucking extremism. You drive them into the arms of extremism when you shut down the conversation when they don't feel heard. And and it's it's how you get people in the middle of fucking Michigan in the woods in their little cabin planning fucking to kidnap and murder the governor. You know? Yeah, it's like. It's like the conversation got shut down so much is that they found people. I mean, they're going to keep talking that way. It's not like these these ideas are going anywhere. They're just no. going to go underground, and they're going to and they're going to find physical echo chambers. If they can't say it online, they're going to find places where they can, and you're going to find little shacks in the middle of the wood or little fucking, you know, abandoned not abandoned, but like like those fucking strip malls. I just imagine like like, like some like extremist dude who's starting some sort of like fucking militia renting out a fucking uh, a, a storefront at, at like this dying fucking strip mall like, yeah, oh. holding fucking meetings and stuff there. maybe maybe that's why we have like 500 mattress stores in st petersburg <laughs> is that is that a thing where you are too i'm like who no. the fuck needs this many mattresses <laughs> we have you can't go a mile without running into a mattress store in st petersburg a lot of, well, there's a lot of elderly, a lot of people laying down over there. I guess, I guess or I don't replace my mattress as often as I should. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I just replaced my mattress, and fucking, it's changing my life. It's amazing. Like, I'm fucking actually sleeping and shit. It's amazing. So, it's, God bless the good mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm missing out. I don't sleep much, so. Yeah, I, uh, I, you'll enjoy, I came up with this conspiracy as uh, a right. as a unifica- a global unification for earth and right. i thought a couple years ago maybe they would pull this off but i 
This is, this is going to sound ridiculous, but <laughs> Space Force plays into this because I... I love Space Force. I do, too. Show. I think it's... I, I like the idea. Space the Force. idea, yeah. The, the show I didn't like, unfortunately. Oh, uh, yeah, it, it let me down. I was... Sure. Well, I tried watching the first episode, and I was just like, this is... I, I, I've just... Honestly, I've just... Just lost all interest in TV movies of this last year, so it's just, oh, I see, I, I love it. I love it when it's good. That, that was not. That was not good. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I used to. I used to love movies and TV shows, I, and I still do watch this. Like, like I like the only TV show that I really actually like watching, and I'll be like, oh, let's watch that. Is uh, is fucking uh, uh, SVU? It's uh, Law and Order hmm. SVU. And I used to like watch that, that. It's like the only show that I'll be like, okay, I'll watch that, and and. If, and of course, it's not like I, I don't I sit in my house and I don't watch entertainment. I mostly watch YouTube and fucking and, and you know, and Twitch. Honestly, I'm on Twitch a lot. So Twitch and, and YouTube is, is my shit. And I'm usually watching informational type shows. You know, so it's not anything. What was your What was your idea, anyways? I, I, I start. Oh no, because I do want to. Uh, I do want to get to Twitch, but yeah. So so my thought was. And this is a global unification. So, especially the thought came to my mind because especially there's tension with Russia. Uh, yeah. The left hates Russia. The right hates China, um, yeah. and everyone hates the United States. <laughs> Basically, uh, but my thought was, you stage, and I'm sure the government has a way to do it. And I'm I'm sure movie many movies coagulate in my head to give me this idea, <laughs> but. You stage an alien uh, attack. You know, you do some fancy fireworks up in the, you know, no one can really see what's going on, you know, and it's a, we need to group, all governments of the earth need to group together and we need to fight. This is humanity. You know, our countries don't matter. Our, our, our boundaries don't matter. We're fighting for the existence, kind of like Independence Day, I guess, Um, except for with no real, I mean, they could exterminate a city. I mean, I, I wouldn't put it beyond. Uh, as we talked about China. I wouldn't put it beyond them to just. Oops! Look what happened. The, the aliens yeah, destroyed people. this city. You're right. Uh, a poor city, of course, with no camera. <laughs> right. Um, they put off this fireworks in the sky and say, "We won. The Earth won." Yeah, and, and maybe. Now, my fear is that creates a global government, which is even worse than what we have now. <laughs> Um, the the only thing I well the biggest part about that is that I just see a lot of room for corruption and mm-hmm. for, again another vacuum of power because now who is the head of this one world government who's who's the who says what goes for who and then you have all these different people from different walks of life who what now we have to all be under this rule now. Uh, I just, I, when you, I just, humans are fucking just so petty and they just, they just want to survive <laughs> at, the, at the lowest level. Some humans just want to survive at the lowest level possible and they just don't care. And so I, I it probably I, wouldn't work. <laughs> I, yeah. I, what I'm thinking is it wouldn't work just because, you know, it's, it, it's America already is struggling to get by and we're this, you know, quote unquote melting pot where, we have, uh, you know, all walks of life coming here trying to get by. And, 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 and meanwhile, we have this culture, this American culture that people are supposed to fit into. And and, uh, 
it's we're we're not doing the greatest job at doing it, but I think we're doing an all right job. When you look at like places like France, where you know they have all these uh, Syrian refugees and uh, just refugees from other cultures, primarily from the Middle East, and there's just cities and neighborhoods in neighborhoods, I should say, in France where women just can't walk around without the fear of being groped or raped, and and to the point where like shop owners are, are telling women to leave their shop because they know what's going to happen if they stick around mm. you know and 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 in the name of of inclusion and acceptance we're letting you know we're letting these women get fondled at bus stops and and not really doing anything about it just be it, for the for the sake of inclusion and just trying to be a helpful neighbor and stuff it's like and, and i'm not saying we should be turning are, are, are a blind eye to people who need help and stuff, but there has to be some sort of uh, acclimation process. There has to be something like they people who come to this country. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my wife just opened up our new laptop. Sorry. <laughs> so it, it automatically dinged on here. Um, yeah, it, there has to be some kind of reasonable acclimation process. I mean, even here, you know, in America, we don't really allow, like, we we don't allow that shit to go on, you know, we don't allow people who come into our country to fucking just go and fondle and rape, but, it, it, but it, you can see where we're going when we're just, when these European countries are, are so woke and they're so inclusive and, and, and they're just trying to show how, you know, op- open-hearted and open-minded they are, meanwhile, their citizens suffer, um, now what we do let happen is just fucking complete like oh well there's certain parts of this country where where they're they're just racist people who all fucking got together and and they live in this part like in idaho and shit there's some like real fucking racist people there's counties up there where black people just know not to go you know and that's still allowed so so i guess what i'm saying is it's all bullshit because we still allow you know certain things that go on in this country yeah that should be right so and, and, but that's not a, a wide. I don't. I don't believe that that's a widespread issue. As much, again, as much as the media likes to say it is, but but the fact is that, that again, there's truth to all this shit. It's just that, that we've sort of. I feel like it's a little bit of an overcorrection, but there is truth to this shit, and and there is counties in Idaho where it's like people that, where people of color know not to fucking go fuck around it, and you know, I've been in situations in the South where. I have black people like in my immediate family too. It's like fucking, and we're walking around with this little black kid, and fucking you know two white dudes and this little black kid, and the cops are looking at us and fucking started trying to give my dad a breathalyzer. Was harassing us, and this is in Tennessee, so I know this shit exists. It's out there, but is it is it is is it is it worth throwing away? all the things that make this country awesome or and, and, and sort of turn into this uh, this this regime like this 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 fucking uh, this corporate overlord fucking we, we can say this can't say that it's like this corporate it's like it's like the government sort of and the government and the corporations are starting to sort of become one yes and they're sort of starting to see what controls what works how we can do it and with they have all the data they need you know they, they're constantly mining our data so they know how they they have a good idea of how to control people on a mass level just by us voluntarily giving 
our data up to them and and, and, and basically give them a roadmap of, of control. So, are you uh, are you able to uh, you want to hang out for a little bit longer? I'm gonna have to yeah. reset the recorder. Sure, sure, yeah, I can do that. All right, we will be right back. All right. All right, we're back. I, uh, it's, and, and, uh, we had a, we had a little pause between, so I don't remember if this segues perfectly, but one thing which you were talking about, about the culture's kind of overcorrecting, uh, with some of the stuff. The one, it's interesting, and we both, uh, have, have lived through the, and saying this without getting canceled, I'm not famous enough to get canceled, so there's that. But the the uh, the normalizing, uh, which is a great thing of of gay relationships, and I want to point that out only because. So a lot of times I thought, stupid white heterosexual male, uh, thought okay they're overdoing it like. You know, there aren't, just percentage-wise, what you're portraying, there are not that many gay couples as what you're trying to, to put on game shows, on, on TV shows, whatever. Uh, I, I think I was wrong about that. Mm. I thought that was an overcorrection. And so my children are, my daughter is 11, my son is 8. I have never once had to explain uh, gay gay couples to them it's just kind of like they know that's a thing because I, I i think it's because they grew up knowing they've never once been like why does this person have two dads or why are those you know on, on supermarket sweep these two are married they're women they've never asked me a question i know as as a kid i would have been like wait how are those two married that that doesn't make sense right at the time when it was happening i'm like okay you know, and, and I'm assuming you're close to the same age I am. Uh, yeah. As teenagers, I thought, okay, slow it down. It's it's a it's a bit much, but in hindsight, I I think it worked. If mm. you know if that makes sense, it's just like I'm. I've never had to, and I wouldn't have a problem explaining it to my kids if they asked. Mm. But they just accept it as that's normal. I mean, not not that it's you know, the majority of people, but they understand that it happens. And, uh, that's a good thing, <laughs> you know, that they grow that's up and are just thing. like, yeah, okay. That's that's fine. Who cares? Yeah. We, we got other things to worry about. Like, right. Exactly. Know. It's, it's none of my business. Now they haven't gotten, and this is where it's like the transgender stuff. They don't understand that, mm. which I, I understand why they don't. They're children. Yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of there's a lot there's a lot there. There's a lot there. Yeah, yeah, and and there is controversy there too with like minors getting transition stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean that's yeah. that's a that's a bit different than yeah. <laughs> than the other stuff. So I mean there is some uh, controversy there, but I do like and I'm hoping maybe some of. So one of my jokes I I used to tell is like I I I'd, I started a set by saying 
I was going to come up here a couple months ago and tell a bunch of racist jokes because I was a racist. But then I saw painted in the end zone in Jacksonville, it said end racism. And I thought, huh, oh, wow. Should I stop being racist? <laughs> I'm done being racist, everybody. I, I saw the, the it, local football It says team. it. It says it on the end zone. It says end race. And yeah. and then, and my joke was, I'm like, no, fuck that. I'm kidding. It was the back of Tom Brady's helmet, actually. It said end racism. Yeah, end racism. Yeah, hardcore races are definitely turned by, by big things that say end racism. Or, and, and in some ways, they, in some times, they can be. Uh, I love, I love Daryl Davis. Um, are you familiar with Daryl Davis? He's been on Joe Rogan's podcast. And, I've heard um, of him. I don't think he's I've. A, he's this black musician who goes and flips uh, KKK memories and like. Oh Nazis. yes. Yeah, and he's just like such a he's such an inspiration to me because he 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 takes these problems head on and and he does go and he does end racism. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing. He just by talking to people, he ends racism, and so. Do these signs? Yeah, I think it's important for us to get out there and say end racism and let's make that a public thing. Like, yeah, racism is stupid. It's bad. It's fucking doesn't even make yeah. sense. <laughs> it's fucking. It. It's the dumbest shit ever. And let's get past this. And that's fine. And, and I'm all for that. Um, but you know these. Uh, 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 but but I think the most effective way forward isn't you know let's not just stop at like you know end racism and and, and Tom Brady's helmet. Let's Let's have the dialogue too. Let, right. let, let's actually open up the dialogue and allow this kind of talk. You know, I'm not talking. I'm not saying allow hate speech everywhere. That's not at all. You know, free speech doesn't mean speech unchecked or whatever. It just means it just means that fucking we are those people exist. We're gonna have to hear that shit. Uh, you know, like it, no matter how much we try to shield our children from it, eventually that shit's gonna come up. Uh, and and you you can't. You can't just like force the hate out of people's hearts, you know, and it has to be sort of expounded and, and, and talked about and, and processed. It has to be processed right. and, and we're not processing anything. We're fucking suppressing everything. So it's just, again, it's, we take it back to the relationship analogy of not talking about shit and shit exploding. Yeah. And I hope, I, I think most racism, this is my assumption is unknown racism. Like, they don't realize they have prejudice. They, Microaggressions. Right, yeah, stereotypes. I remember, and the, the, this is just a funny anecdote, because Italians don't really face much racism nowadays. They yeah. used to, but they right. don't anymore. But I was talking, through my job, I was talking to a woman... Um, I do insurance claims and stuff, and I was talking to a woman, this was a few years ago, and I asked her if there were any witnesses to the accident. She said, no, but it happened outside of an Italian restaurant, and you know you can't trust those greasy slime balls. Uh, wow. And I started laughing hysterically. white on white hate Right, and it's, it, it, that woman does not think she's racist. She can see end racism and be like, well, good thing I'm not racist. Just fuck those Italians over there. <laughs> and she probably she's probably racist against 
uh, Mexicans and blacks too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, but, I mean, yeah, if you hate other white people, you definitely are fucking hating fucking brown people. I would assume so. <laughs> if you don't like the Jews, <laughs> then you're probably not liking the blacks. <laughs> I, I mean... It's funny, too, because, you know, people just like this idea that racism only exists in the white culture. It's like I have an uncle who definitely believes that the Jews are behind all the, the pain and suffering in this world. So it's like that <laughs> shit exists everywhere. Yeah. Mexicans hate lighter skinned Mexicans. Fucking Mexicans hate other Mexicans. They're too dark. You know, so it's just like it goes, man. It goes. We humans are just fucking that we're just fucking grimy fucks you know <laughs> we're 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 animals <laughs> i mean that's yeah, we're animals. that's part of it survive and 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 we've gotten real soft um the you know I, the when you're a kid you're talking about how uh you know you're looking at gay rights and be like ah oh, that's you know that's about enough about you but then you came to terms and you understood that you know everybody deserves happiness right. or misery however you want to paint that picture um <laughs> but you know as a kid i i remember saying you know the f word not fuck you know and, and calling my oh, friend yeah. you know don't stop being gay you know like stuff like that and you know like that we we learned we come from that generation where that was still okay like we watched movies from the early 2000s and they're still being like oh stop being so gay you know like they're still saying stuff like that and in Hangover, the movie, uh, The Hangover, Bradley Cooper pulls up to the school and says, Paging Dr. Ephraim. Yeah. I remember that. That yeah, was yeah. hilarious. Was so and nobody, by the way, nobody, I, I don't think anyone was offended by <laughs> that. Sure was just vernacular was back then. But that's true. And that was a part of how we talked. And I'm not saying it's okay to still talk like that because sure. I don't talk like that. I don't talk like that in front of my child. I, I, I've completely taken those words out of my vocabulary because yeah. I respect fucking, I respect other human beings and their fucking feelings. Uh, but, but, to, but to hold someone accountable for that, for having these ideas that were at the time socially acceptable, even though they were horrible, uh, just to say that they have to be held accountable for that behavior for the rest of their life is just like, what are you talking about? That's fucking stupid. It's like, I don't, it, I, I feel like as a society, we're at a time of learning and it's a time to listen, but it's not a time to fucking just accept whatever old bullshit that comes rolling out. It's like, we still have to question this shit. You know, we still have yeah. to fucking get it and let's, let's talk about it. Uh, but but let's let's listen. You know, it's listen. Let's let's fucking work this shit out. I'm I'm here for it. I, I I love that. I loved that we had this this you know the cops thing, the the defund the police, and not not in the sense that I wanted to see police officers getting yanked off the streets, but the fact that you know we're talking about an institution that actively fucking will lie and and commit crimes to cover mm -hmm. up uh, their fellow officers' behavior. And, and and these are just people, and they're they're not any better or worse than us. Well, some of them can be worse than us, but <laughs> but but we got to remember that you know not every cop is a horrible human being who's out to fucking kill every black person he sees. But but we also have to recognize that they're working and supporting an institution that does uh, cover up and and support some bad behavior. And and I don't think the solution is like taking money from them, but maybe giving them more money to train people better 
to to handle to be equipped for this kind of yes. work. You're 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 basically giving them. You know, I, I saw the analogy, you know, like, or the meme, where it's like where a barber has more training than a cop, and it's like that seems a little off to me. So, <laughs> just a little bit. No, and, and that's just one issue. You know, that's just one issue. And again, there's truth to all this shit. But well, but, but, I, I, I the libertarian in me will come out, but the the biggest yeah. thing with me is, you know, if you just ended the drug war. Yeah. And you let yeah. adults make decisions on what they put in their body. You know how many fewer interactions police would have with people? Yeah, they wouldn't have to deal with that shit. Yeah. And there'd be and, other other forms of help that they could get if they needed or wanted it. And I'll say this, as a as a white guy, <laughs> I've been at uh I'm not rich, but I've been at people's houses who are affluent and uh I've seen drugs at at places. And I never once in my life was worried in the slightest that the police were going to bust in and, and convict anyone for, for being around drugs. But they will shake down a black man walking on a sidewalk and check his pocket. I mean, that's the way they're sent out to police. It's not, you know, it's not even the police officer's fault necessarily if this is your job, go do this. And it's right. kind of, you know, the whole thing, just end the drug war. Adults yeah. adults can choose what they put in their body. By the way, that would also mean no tainted drugs, so people would actually right. not overdose because you don't want to kill your customer. You want to sell them more drugs. <laughs> What's up with, like, fucking doctor-administered heroin? Where's it at, baby? Bring it up. I love Carl Hart, Dr. Carl Hart. He's fucking, he's such a great, <laughs> this last interview that JRE did with Joe Rogan did with it was just so revealing because he's just like, yeah, I do heroin all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, that was so weird to hear, wasn't it? It, it was, and because it's like, I, I mean, I, I fucking, I, I know what heroin is. I fucking, I, I, right into the vein, I was all about it. And so when I think about this dude, just like, yeah, I just go do heroin, you know, every once in a while, it's like oh. responsibly. <laughs> but it's responsible and it's medical grade and it's safe. And you're not going to fall out from fucking fentanyl cut bullshit. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's going to be a safe doctor administered. No sharing needles. We're going to be cutting down on the spread of disease. And and and, and it, when you look at other countries that are enforcing that and you see the, the crime rates dropping and you see drug use dropping. When you see these countries who are just like, fuck it, let's do it. Like, I think Portugal. Portugal right? yeah. yeah. And they're showing great results from this. It's like. This 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 drug war that was created or at least in, enabled uh, by and, and fueled by racism and, and to try to end like these 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 counterculture movements that were uh, impeding on some old school real old school racist motherfuckers you know like this these were really racist people not to say that there's not racist people in office now but but these were like some overtly fuck you get out of my fucking store or get to the back of the bus kind of races. So, um, and that's where that was created. This drug war was created and, 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 and facilitated for years in the same sort of sense. And still, it's still being enforced in the same way in the same neighborhoods. And it's still like, the, it's just like, what are we even doing here? It was obviously not working. We need to do something differently, but we're just we're fucking assholes. And we're just going to keep doing the same thing because it's well i i don't know if it's because it's already in place and it's like it's just easy 
easier to keep it there or if it's like really somebody sitting up at the top of the, of the ivory tower like no you know we're not changing the way this is or or if it's just the the the, the trajectory and 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 just what's been happening for so long that this is just how it goes and you know i i don't know what yeah i mean it's probably a combination of all of it but yeah i don't know man is the fucking <laughs> i know you're we i was talking so i had someone on my podcast the other day who was um and she's this Canadian. She is. She is a Canadian uh, singer, songwriter, and she makes games. She makes music for games. It's fucking dope. Cool. Cool job. And uh, she's also a Twitch streamer. And um, we got to this point where we came up. We we came to this. I don't know how we even got there, but like I said, I've been talking about this shit for weeks now. So <laughs> just, this is all I talk about now. Is is what came up with trans rights? She's like, for instance, it's really sad that J.K. Rowling, the things that J.K. Rowling says, because she is a transphobe. I mean, she's just a transphobe, and in that moment, it's like J.K. Rowling is a transphobe. There's like no argument. There's no like. It's just no. This is what she is, and and I was like, well, you know. I can kind of see where, as a woman, where she's coming from. Not to say that I know the woman's experience, because I do not. Yes, um, cover yourself. I've learned, <laughs> I've learned to do that every time, and which is fine. I know because you do need to be, you do need to be clear of what you're saying these days, and that and and, and that's fine. And I've been called out for being fucking, you know, uh, I don't know, flippant's the right word, but just sort of, uh, you know, over just just waltzing over dumb shit that I've said and just, you know, not even fuck it, just keep moving on, which it sometimes works out for the best to not address it at all and just keep working. But, you know, she said this one statement and it's not like I'm the biggest Harry Potter fan. You know, like the movies are okay. I've read a book and that was a book on tape. So whatever. <laughs> it, it's so it's not like I'm super invested in this, in this, this creation. And she started talking about separating like the art from the artist, which I'm a big proponent of separating art from artist because, well, you know, fucking, I, I, I fucking, I fucking think R. Kelly is a piece of shit, but I still believe I can fly. I still step yes. in the love. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I still fucking, I still love fucking hot and ready, hot and fresh out the kitchen. You know, ignition remix, baby. He didn't even have an original ignition. And he just released the remix off the bat. There was never an original edition. He just called it edition remix. So, you know, Richard Kelly's a piece of shit, but his fucking music's incredible. Yeah. He's a fucking genius. Uh, so, Michael Jackson, too, bro. <laughs> like, right, right. And exactly that, too. But Bill Cosby has some very funny fucking. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up on Bill Cosby. I did, too. He's a fucking monster, but he's fucking his shit is hilarious, and and his show was great. His show was great and did so much for for the black community. And mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle's joke was so funny. He's like, "What do he say? He fucking he uh, he helps, but he rapes or something." <laughs> I forgot his punchline. He's like, "He rapes, but he helps." It's like there's, it's just it's just that's the dichotomy of the human being. It's like these kids who you know, grow up loving their abusive father, you know, but you love them, but it's just this opposite thing that you would think. It's like this person who abuses you and treats you horribly, you should hate and not want to be a part of, but we're human, 
So we have all these contradicting ideas that are constantly being played out, and and, and people don't like that. But that's just the stickiness and ugliness of being a human. But this this guest, and and I, I respect her, and I think she's an amazing artist, and I'm not talking shit about her in any way because I really do like her. Uh, but you know, I started talking about. It. I was like, well, do you know what J.K. Rowling said? And it's like, and I don't remember exactly what she said, but I know what the idea was, and. And the idea is that trans rights are becoming more important than even the rights of a woman. And, and women have been fighting for these rights for so many years. And now they sort of have to take a back seat because mm. you know, pe- trans people want to exist, which is fine. And, I, you know, again, I, I think people exist however you want. Ex- do that. But then I started bringing up this this idea, you know, like I know that people are just like, well, we want to see integrated sports and we want this and that. And it's like, well, when you look at the case in Southern California where this 52-year-old like ex-Navy SEAL uh, fucking had a marriage, two marriages, has children, and they decide, I don't not decide, but they discover that, you know, middle age, they are a, a trans woman. And so they decide to do the trans thing. Meanwhile, they are this six foot seven, huge person, who's 52, middle aged, who decides that they want to go back to college and play college basketball with these. Now, when you look at the pictures, <laughs> like I almost feel like sharing the screen and showing you the pictures just because it's so hilarious. But when you look at the pictures, like the 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 team pictures it's like these like little tiny girls and then it's like this huge towering person so this dude came in started breaking records dunking on these bitches just like fucking up the game he's like seven (laughs) foot tall or she or sorry they my davis apologies i really didn't mean to call them a he but they (laughs) fucking are dunking on these women and i mean call bitches (laughs) <laughs> they're dunking on these young ladies who, who fucking who worked their whole life or half to, his size or oops, yeah and now i did it <laughs> their size it, but look we come from a different time and i feel like we should have this trans this moments of transition okay there's some shits of transitioning over and we're gonna have to fucking give people a break okay because because I can't stand getting mad. People get mad at me because I don't know all the fucking pronouns. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm fucking middle-aged now, okay? I'm learning new shit along with everybody else. I didn't come up with this. I didn't come up in this world. The kids who fucking are, who, who are enforcing this stuff now, we made fun of when I was in high school. So, like, it's just a different world. It's a different fucking world. So... Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm telling her this story and I was like, so do you think that it's okay for this middle-aged person uh, to to come in and sort of put these poor young ladies who worked their whole life to play basketball and to go to college and, and they have scholarships and shit and that they have to take the back seat so this 50-year-old person can go and live out their college basketball dreams? That just seems like an insane person who's just trying to fucking, you know, feel good about themselves by dunking on small little women who, you know, so there, there is some real shit. And then of course, Joe Rogan always is bringing up the, the fighting, you know, there's a huge difference. Weightlifting. 
Right, right, and and smashing all these fucking these 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 uh, goals, records, records. Yeah, and, and so so now women have to sort of take a back seat. So a predominantly amount of white men who who discovered that they were women can you know live their life out you know the way they want to. Which again, I'm all for. But let's fucking, let's let's take a look at the situation here, and let's not get so so uh, like let's talk about this shit because this is what happens when you're not allowed to talk about it. Now, in, in the greatest the the greatest irony of all this is that 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 she is the coach of that basketball team now. So obviously they loved it in the community, and it was fine, I guess. But I mean, if I was a parent who had their daughter who worked their whole life, who as a parent went and and went to all these fucking boring ass basketball games to go support their fucking little bastard kid and, you know, driving them hours and hours to 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 the meets and the tournaments and taking the fucking little mop breathers out for ice cream or whatever, (laughs) you know, all those years and all that money that they pumped into this, it's an investment emotionally and financially. And it's like just for it all to get like dunked on by this like 10 foot fucking behemoth woman so it's like you know there's there's some problems there that we have to address and the fact that we're not addressing it is is ridiculous to me well the the fundamental principle of sport is equal playing field <laughs> and scientifically it's not an equal that's one thing that drives me crazy is the people who have been screaming trust the science trust the science believe the science right well you believe the science that's convenient to you <laughs> as soon as it as soon as it goes against your narrative science is racist <laughs> right right science I, I, is fucking misogynist yeah no it's uh it's a tricky world <laughs> Well, and you know what was good about that conversation is that it, it didn't end in anything terrible, and it was like you know because it could have. And I, on my stream, it, it's a huge difference between talking to someone fake like this, that, and, and, and there's a huge difference between me and you having a one-on-one conversation and and a Twitch stream, which it's me and you and like thirty other people in chat as well. And so sometimes people in chat don't agree with what I'm saying, and I'm talking like this, you know, I'm talking just like this, and. Sometimes that pisses people off in my chat, and they, I, I was talking about censorship one time, and then the chat starts saying they were censoring me by muting me until I changed the subject. <laughs> and I'm just like, "Fuck you!" Like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be silenced on my own, on my own fucking channel. So fuck you. But but it's really interesting coming from the podcasting world, taking it to Twitch because these conversations I've always had has always been like these intimate, like private conversations. Obviously, it's not private, but. It feels like that, yeah. And and it, now it definitely feels like it's a spectacle every time, and it's and, and you know there's an audience. But what I wanted to say with all that being said was that me and her and the chat all were able to sort of come to this understanding. It's like, well, yeah, maybe there are some things we got to deal with. And she was saying, you know, I would like to see a genderless sports system. And, and I was like, that, you know, that makes sense. And I think that's how we got to um, the the basketball player's story and stuff. But, it, you know, at the end of it, we kind of came up with this idea. It's like, well, if we did have a genderless system, because she was saying, um, you know, there's women out there who can fucking fuck up dudes, who can, 
you know, who can lift as much as a dude. And, and she's absolutely right. There's ab- there are women out there who are built like fucking a big tanky dude. They could beat us and up. They could, <laughs> well, but, but I was saying, what if there was a weight class? Because the problem is, is that these, it's unsustainable to have fucking, you know, whether they call themselves or a woman or a man, the fact of the matter is that there's physio- a physical mm-hmm. difference and so if you have this fucking big woman who fucking is just charging down a field, just fucking knocking motherfucking young ladies out or whatever, I, I mean, that that's a problem. It's a problem. Well, and the, when you didn't address it, and it's a safety issue, honestly. Right. I mean, and, and like, think of a heavyweight boxer. Uh, <laughs> there, I, it's, again, it's just science. I mean, maybe massive amounts of steroids could change it, but... <laughs> Being over 200 pounds, a man, you know, think of Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield. Women don't, they don't get that body. I mean, it's it's, it's science. (laughs) I mean, it it really is. No, I I absolutely agree. And and you're right. Like, it's just not how most women are built. And the the fact that we want to sit here and ignore that idea and ignore the notion that it's not only is there science to back it up, but you can just look. Like, we can just physically look with our fucking eyes and see that this person is fucking mowing these 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 women down. You know, this, this trans woman is fucking up the whole fucking thing. We can physically see it, and, and yet we are just like, you know what? For In the name of inclusion, and in the name of not hurting anybody's feelings, and in, in, in the name of fucking, you know... You know this, this whatever, whatever, in the name of love and happiness or peace and fucking fairy farts, this fucking, <laughs> you know, we we're doing this and we're making it acceptable and it it's not a big leap to think you know that this the things that are going on in these neighborhoods in France couldn't happen here when you have these these the these the things that we're getting used to are forced to have to get used to. In the name of, of decency, uh, it doesn't it, it doesn't seem far fetched or very long off before we're letting other cultures sort of come in and just sort of run rampant in how and you know take over neighborhoods and we just sort of turn a blind eye to you know rape and fondling in the name of decency. It's like no, that's the least decent thing you can do is to uh, allow. Um, women to be victimized your own citizens by people who are coming from other cultures other countries and i'm not against that i'm not against fucking mexicans coming into this country i'm not against any of that but we do need to re-examine how this shit's happening and we do need to fucking make sure that we 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 are fucking enforcing the law the way that it should be enforced and and not picking and choosing on because the 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 idea behind the 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 idea behind like uh, the riots versus you know Capitol Hill fucking insurrection you know or, or or the BLM marches and then the fucking Capitol Hill insurrection you know it's like we turned a blind eye already to 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 these fucking young little fucking white kids mm-hmm. who think they know everything going and burning down public buildings and and fucking and, and autonomous zones in Seattle. 
it's like we're already sort of preparing ourselves to sort of turn this eye, turn this blind eye to something that's obviously wrong and obviously destructive. But in the name of decency, we're going to let these buildings burn. You know, we're going to let this city burn because fucking we don't want to seem like we're overstepping our bounds here as, as right. law. It's not our place. <laughs> yeah, this is not our place to fucking say how these people should be fucking rioting. You know, it's like let them riot the way they want to riot. And, uh, you know, so it's not that far of a leap to, to, to see, you know, neighborhoods where women can't go into because they know that they'll be, you know, and, and, and like the bullshit up in Idaho where there's counties where fucking where people of color know not to go. Fuck them, too. Like, get yeah. that shit. Like, that shit shouldn't exist either. But then again, you know, when you think about the American, <laughs> the fundamental American ideal is like people should be allowed to live how they want to. But they shouldn't be allowed to fucking if, if a black person comes into their town or county, be able to fucking, you know, hang them or shoot them or, yeah and i'm not saying that's what goes down in these counties but there is something weird when fucking people of color just know not to go into them so there is something that's happening that's a lot that's 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 signaling to other people of color to like not go in there so something's happening is what yeah. i'm saying and it's it's whatever uh, that is needs to end but also we we just sort of need to get on the same page here and just sort of, if we want this idea of equality, we, we can't tell fucking white people to be less white. You can't <laughs> fucking tell fucking, you know, you can't tell fucking a bunch of people in Texas that they're Neanderthals and expect them to want to get on board with you. Or, what did they call the Trump people, Hillary, deplorables? deplorables. <laughs> yeah. You can call people a bunch of deplorables and expect them to be on board with you. That, I, that by the way, won the election for Trump, I think. Because Probably. I know a lot of people who are like, I don't like him at all, but I know I'll pay a little less taxes with him as president. And all I care about is my paycheck. Yep. Like, that's it. That's all yeah, I care about. People just care about their wallet. And then they called him a deplorable. And it's like, well, fuck you. Yeah, I'm protecting <laughs> my interests and my savings. Yeah, and my it's my, my family. <laughs> yeah, this is my family you're talking about. And now I'm the piece of shit because I'm trying to look at it. You know, I didn't vote for Trump. I voted for Biden. I voted against Trump. I, I fucking, I... And I've been very vocal for the last four years or five years or whatever that fucking he's awful. Yeah, but, uh, awful. And at the beginning of his presidency, I was definitely well into the get him out of there, impeach him, and 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 fucking you know Russia Gate and all this shit. And then over these last four years, as we sort of start seeing the rise, real rise of alt media and what 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 their impact is and how it's fucking, and then you really start seeing the mask getting you know, ripped out and you start seeing the manipulation and all this shit sort of coming to light and, and you see these stories. Like, I've known about Cuomo fucking killing citizens, yes. senior citizens since the beginning of, since like April last year. Jesus, yes, and exactly. And <laughs> toting him around like he's the prodigal son. It's like, this guy is a fucking garbage man. And like, they're still kicking fucking... that COVID shit under the rug and trying right. to go a Me Too thing against him instead yeah, of going yeah. against, you murdered people, basically. Yeah, you fucking piece of shit. And, and all last year, they were fucking touting this dude like he's the fucking next savior, like he's going to be our next president and fucking save our fucking country. That dude is a thug. He's mm -hmm. a fucking thug. Fuck him and his stupid corny ass brother. Fuck CNN. <laughs> 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 fuck 
Fuck them all. Like, I am just so sick of... His brother does the 100-pound uh, dumbbell press with one arm. <laughs> any, any, Anyone who has to fake weightlifting to try to look cool... <laughs> that was weird, wasn't like, it? Like, what a that, fucking douchebag. <laughs> that was just like... Yeah, and it's just... that That's the whole fucking... I mean, that's American politics in a, in a nutshell is just how it all looks. How does it all look? What are the optics? Are these good optics or bad optics? Oh, that's bad optics. Let's change the narrative. Let's go. And it's nothing is about truth. Nothing is about helping people or solving issues. It's all about just how we look, and and how 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 the party looks. And it's it's just a very backwards and, and it's failing. This is a failed way of doing things. And and I don't know. Like I, I just talked to this dude. I was on someone's podcast who is a, like a finance, not an expert, but a financial person. And they're talking about how they think by the end of this month, we're going to have a financial crash. But looking at, you know, what's been going on, I've been suspecting the same thing. And, and I'm not like much of a market guy. I, I invested some shit back in like the GameStop days, which was, you know, all the way back last month. <laughs> yeah. And it, which is just what it feels like is like there's just so much going on all the time that it just feels like that was so long ago because we're just inundated with horror every day and these fucking so i just started getting into investment just a couple you know a couple weeks ago but but i do pay attention to markets and i have been looking at buying a house me and my wife have been looking at buying a house so i've been paying attention to that and and seeing how that's going and 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 it's like i do I, i just feel like there there has to be some kind of fallout from the the this rampant I mean, it's been nothing but rampant fucking corruption and fucking just this, 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 not overspending, like overspending. Printing money. (laughs) Yes. Printing money and giving it all and and fake, this fake fucking uh, stock market that we have that's just Mm -hmm. being, it's just money that we're putting into it. That's the only reason why a lot of it's going. Yeah, there's a few good stocks that like a few companies that are actually providing some sort of sort of like Apple and Amazon, all these stocks that are actually are doing well and people are using them, but it's because we're fucking in the middle of a pandemic and well, Amazon. And so it, I don't know, man, we're, we're just going to have to figure out just a new way of doing shit because it's just not working. This, this fucking, uh, um, step over your fucking dying mom to, to make a buck kind of mentality is like, is awful, and I don't think that that's how we should be I, conducting ourselves. But how do we change it? How do we get past it? How do we change this institution? How, how do you fucking? I, I I think the roots are dug too deep. You know, it's too corrupt at the core that I don't I don't know what. Uh, what do you think? The, the, the revolution is the answer. I, I, I hear a lot of people talking about revolution, and it's. Just... I don't know that it would work. <laughs> Look, I, I've said, and and oddly enough, I've said this uh, talking to libertarians. I've said this like out at bars, and I will attract people over because I'm I'm loud. <laughs> but but I've said there are two things I teach my children: the golden rule, treat other people how you want to be treated. And the non-aggression principle, which is kind of a libertarian thing, which is, in essence, don't hurt people and don't steal their shit. Just leave them alone. Their bodies, their property, leave people alone. Don't don't be don't aggress another. And it's like, those would be the two laws we need as a country, and everything would be okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, hey, mm-hmm. don't don't fuck with people. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Which again, don't fuck with people. Yeah. The problem is that you're dealing with people. And people are And just, people like, are animals. People are animals <laughs> and, they're, and they're gonna do whatever it takes to survive and some people work harder to survive than others and some people you know, they they just fucking they just live their life however the fuck they want and fuck consequences and let's just keep moving on well and you've got the Trumps of the world and I don't want to be (laughs) anti-Trump but but I am but but he grew up without consequences yeah I mean that's 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 part of it is that it isn't an equal playing field and it's I think it's honestly yes there's a racial component to an unlevel playing field I think a lot of it more so is your 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 upbringing. It, meaning if your parents are rich, you get away with a lot more shit than if your parents are not rich. <laughs> Even as a kid, I went to school. I should probably not say this on here cuz I think he's a Facebook friend of mine. Biggest asshole, cheated on every test. His entire grade school, high school cheated on I shouldn't call him an asshole. He wasn't, but he cheated all the time and every teacher knew he cheated. You know, they, they it, it was a private school. You got to just live with it as a teacher. Daddy I, had I, a I never cheated. <laughs> a, yeah. a couple times, I knew he was cheating off me, and I intentionally wrote wrong answers, waited till he turned it yeah, in, I, and changed them. But that's smart. You do it though. I mean, fuck it. But fucking. but the, you know, there aren't equal consequences for equal behavior. And I think a lot of that from youth can be sometimes just Donald Trump's dad gave him, what, $200 million or something, yeah, something like, ridiculous like that. He had a leg yeah. up. And and the same thing can happen with, a, a you know, a black kid who's got a super rich parent. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, I, I, I don't know, I can't think except, offhand. Except- Except Barack Obama's children probably have a leg up over my children. <laughs> they definitely do. They they definitely do. Yeah, they're 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 eating good. They're eating fucking great, and they're doing fine. And and I would say I would say the only difference is that that between a black kid and a white kid coming up is that a black kid, even if they're rich, are, is still just sure a, a black or or an N word to someone else. You know, like they mm-hmm. still just that they. They still feel like they're just there. There, there is this feeling of, of second class citizenry, and uh, and and you know, again, I've seen this shit happen, so I know that it exists. And 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 and, and again, I don't think it's as horrible. But yeah, every every black parent, or at least I don't know if every I can't speak for all black people. Okay, I'm not <laughs> that's silly, but please do. <laughs> yeah, please speak for all black people. <laughs> Um, no, but, but like, just, I know from my experience and my experience with my wife's family and the experience that I've had just, I, cause I have friends that are black, believe it or not. I do very close friends <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, we talk and we talk about things and, 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 and this is most black parents when talking to their black children, let them know that there is a, there is something different. And yeah. that, that you do have to be 
vigilant and mm-hmm. you do have to, to work twice as hard to get half as far and there is these ideas in, and i know i know that there's a whole argument it's like well let's stop talking to our children about these things but these are things that are put into place as a protective shield because they know that they're going to have to come into contact with somebody who's a fucking asshole and that they're going to have to learn to deal with it and 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 however the parent teaches them to deal with it i don't you know that's on them but but the, the idea is that these conversations are happening, whether people want to admit it or not, and whether or not, you know, BLM wants to admit it or whoever wants to admit these kind of, I've, I've had me and my wife have had a conversation to my son who, who is black and looks black. We talk to him about things that you're going to probably have to come up against mm-hmm. and how to handle it and how to handle yourself and, and handle it with dignity. And, and, you know, if someone puts their hands on you, you know, you fuck them up, and just—I think that's pretty universal. <laughs> a lot of the no, time. well, but 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 that's but it's still we we've had the conversation. I know these are conversations that happen, and 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 there's a reason these conversations happen. And I I disagree with people who say they shouldn't happen because I've had conversations with my children who are white children, or, right. I, you know, right, about ta- about dealing with police. Mm-hmm. Like, look. You probably know, you mentioned earlier, white people get killed not at a higher percentage than black people. White, more white people get killed by cops than black people. It's not publicized, which is a shame because they should have their feet held to the fire every time. Every they, fucking time. Yeah. Every person but, who dies at their hands should be under investigated to the hardest and harshest way. Like, they need to be investigated and taken to task for this shit. Yeah, and I've I've told my kids, look, you don't, and it's bad, but it's probably a conversation that a lot of parents of black children have had to have is, if you can avoid it, don't talk to the police. Yeah. You yeah. should never call the police unless you think the person you're calling the police on is going to harm you, because you should assume they're going to kill the person who sh- who who's you're calling them on, yeah. even if it's a, an innocent thing. And it's kind of... You know, I'm probably in the minority, maybe, of white people who have that conversation with their kids. Probably. But I, that's why I've heard people be like, oh, you're raising them to be victims. I'm like, no, you're you're raising them to be aware of their surroundings and understand the world. Exactly. And I, I have a black friend who, who told me once, I've gotten pulled over, every single time I've gotten pulled over in my life, and this respectable dude... The, you know, it shouldn't have this issue. Every single time I've been pulled over, the cops have called the canines to search my car. Yeah. How many times has that happened to me? Zero. Usually they just let me go. You know, right. oh, I had an expired registration last year. Yeah. I didn't get the reminders thing in the mail, so, I, you know, I didn't realize whatever. Right. They pulled me over. I'm like, oh, fuck. I didn't, you know, I didn't know. They just, he, he ran my, my record and said, you're you got a good record. You're you're good to go. My buddy would point out they would have called the canines to search my car for drugs, yeah. and I've been pulled over three, four times. I don't think I've ever even gotten a ticket, except for uh, in South Carolina. But fuck them. Yeah, uh, fuck <laughs> they got me for going four miles an hour over the speed limit. Oh, I was going forty nine and a forty five. So you fuck piece them. of shit. <laughs> monster. They didn't call the canines, though, to search the car. <laughs> but my buddy's like, three times I've been pulled over by the police. Every single time they've come. It's like, yeah, that's, that's fucked up. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a real and and it's it's weird. It's weird when when white people are so adamant about like oh it's blowing up horse, which it is again that there's truth to that, but there is, but 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 goddamn if I haven't seen it and goddamn if fucking if, if you don't, I mean if you if you if a white person with a black friend like a real friend, not just like I have a black friend, you know, Lamar's just one black, black guy I worked with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lamar at work. I don't know his last name. We call him the black guy. (laughs) The black guy at work. Don't remember his name, but we're good pals. Um, You know, if you really know a black person or a person of color, uh, any shade, really, I don't know, Asians don't really get fucked with like that. But, but like Mexicans, dark, especially dark Mexicans and, 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 and black people definitely get fucked. But if you, if you have just one good friend, then you you know somebody and they probably told you about how they get fucked with and it's just it's just something that that sucks because you know that i don't even want to say all that shit it just sucks man (laughs) it's a shitty it's a shitty situation and you know it's real um but but if we're talking about equality here we're gonna have to fucking stop talking shit about white people we have to start fucking making sure that we're all fucking no, we're talking about equality here. Let's fucking treat everybody the same and, and move forward. And, and and it's gonna take a few generations, but it's it's the only way we're gonna get past this shit is if, if we really do take it seriously and take equality seriously and not create a new uh, a new version of racism that that just by me saying that's a new version or reverse racism that now I'm a racist, you know, right. because because. Because because black people can't be racist, people of color can't be racist, but 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 definitely no. <laughs> I know a lot of racist ass motherfucking people of color. So it's you know people can say whatever they want, but we're gonna have to go if we want to go forward. We're gonna have to fucking you know, we're gonna have to truly embrace what equality is and not marginalize a, a group of people just because they were the ones that were dominating for the last however many years it's like okay let's recognize that let's not do that anymore but let's go forward and and let and, and let's try to reconcile and let's talk about this past let's let's fucking work this shit out let, let let's not bury you know let's not tear down these statues of confederate generals and some probably do need to be torn down just because they were built in, out of assholery but there's uh but but there also has to be we can't forget that this is what happened even if they were built for assholery we can't forget that that was built for to be a piece of shit and that that people are capable of that because we got to remember that people are capable of the worst possible things in, um, that is ever imaginable you know i went to a catholic school and i went to multiple field trips to the holocaust museum and i've always saw it with the confederate statues I don't want to call it a racist museum, but build a fucking museum of like, this yeah. was reality. Like this was how, you know, just put it in yeah. a museum. That's fine. It doesn't need to be a public thing. Don't, I mean, if there's a Holocaust museum, why can't there be a Confederate museum that doesn't glorify it? I, obviously the Holocaust is not being glorified, right. but, and the funny thing was I've told people this and they're like, Oh, a Catholic was, I'm like, Yes, we constantly were talked to about the Holocaust. People assume, like, Catholics hate Jews or whatever. 
and I'm not really a practicing Catholic, so I'll get that out of the way too, but, so I can't speak for Catholics, but it's like, no, we were taught it's really, it was horrific, and so much so that in 12 years of Catholic education, I think I went to the Holocaust Museum four times. Wow. Like, it was a constant thing, like, we had Holocaust survivors come speak to us, it's like, and maybe, okay. maybe, maybe I just went to a woke Catholic school. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Your Catholic school is so woke, uh, and 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 I think that's that's great. I mean, and when you when you think about like these people who get blocked from talking at schools and shit, and and, and like not too long ago, because because they're radical and they're and they're put the students, uh, they're endangering the students by them talking. You know, they're 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 spreading violence by talking, which is crazy, but. But not too long ago, that that was put on Malcolm X. Like Malcolm X wasn't being invited to, you know, the, he would, he was getting canceled on, and, and you know, like and he he was radical. He did have some real radical ideas that that you know I don't know how well they would have worked out, but you know, mad respect to Malcolm X. Obviously, he's a fucking great leader, but there there is some ideas of his that were a little. But but if you look at the times and you look yeah. at what he was up against, this was what he saw forward as a, as a real possibility of survival of his people because fucking they were being literally murdered in the streets constantly, and it was that and it was real hardcore racism, and and you know, and and, and not 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 to take away from any of the you know people that's been murdered by the cops these days, but you know these it, it, there was blatant overt racism that he was going up against and at this point there's blatant overt racism but it's mostly just it's mostly just ignorant people who who just they they don't know how to talk good you know like they just, <laughs> they, we they speak english good <laughs> and then and here i am that's why i'm here now to tell you that i don't speak english good so i'm here to learn no and 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 uh we're uh, we're we're coming up on two hours now, and it feels like it's been ten minutes. I've had a great time talking to you, but I want to talk about your. Uh, you got a popular Twitch stream. I don't even know what Twitch is. It's not. It's not that popular. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's popular it's, enough. <laughs> it's popular enough that I'm getting about twenty people to come to my stream every time that I do it. But so is it a live stream? I don't even know what it's how it very works. Live. It's very live. It, well, Twitch is a live streaming platform that was created uh, for gamers, um, but in the last like seven or eight years, I think it's only been, no, it's only been like about five or six years. They created a music category for, uh, uh, within the the platform, and that was growing pretty well. But the pandemic sort of just it just blew up. And right now, Twitch is getting uh, more views than primetime television. Wow. And, but yet, no one knows what Twitch is. Twitch doesn't really market very well. They don't really look... I don't know if they even take it as seriously as the people who are on the platform. Um, but it's such an interesting and unique platform. It's a social media uh, uh, platform. Uh, but... It's video based. It's live streaming, and you can see musicians ranging from open micers to to fucking professionals to Questlove to Little John. 
Um, you know, the guy, Mike Sh- Sh- uh, Shinoda from Linkin Park is on mm. Twitch. Um, you know, it's starting to get more attention from celebrities, but what's great about this platform is that it's like the great equalizer. It's really interesting. You get these, you get two little white people who are whispering songs into a microphone. Like, yeah, it's a <laughs> you know they're doing something like that uh with like two thousand people in their stream and then you've got quest love of the fucking roots with like 75 people just hanging on you know it's just it doesn't matter who you are or what where you come from it's just if you're not putting out the good content then people are it's going to reflect and um it's it's a really cool platform because it, it really it, it lays out. I've never been a part of a platform that lays out such a uh, a direct path towards success. Like just the analytics are so detailed to the point where you can go and look at like a visual timeline graph, and you can see like the peaks and the dips of the of the stream, and you can go like let's say it dipped real low right here. You can actually go to that point the exact minute of what was going on there click on it it'll take you to that moment so you can see what's going on hmm. the funny thing about my dips it's always when i'm talking about politics <laughs> censorship and 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 it is a very lefty wokey uh platform are you running out of time on your recorder by the way uh i've got uh, three minutes left okay okay uh just let me know when you want to. Because I, I got about twenty minutes. I can go until about seven o'clock, or or we, we can end sooner than that. So, um, however you want to do it, because I was. Just, anyways, Twitch is amazing, and <laughs> uh, I, I it's, love it. But you know, it sounds too close to Twitter. <laughs> Doctor Seuss's marketing department just called, and they said it. Yeah. No. Fuck, it, fuck no. Fuck no. It's it's not like that, but. It, it, it does have, like, again, it has that very lefty, wokey feel to it. Like, the people on the platform are a lot of times very... Um, uh, mental health is a huge aspect to it, which I, that's always been a big part of my show is mental health. But, like, it's become popular, popularly popularized. And so has sort of the whole um, them-they thing. There's a lot of people on there mm-hmm. who are like... There's, like, some women on there who are like i'm i'm a they um and you know i i represent the lgbtq com, uh, um community but they are like sexy and they have their boobies out and they have their midriff out and they're like definitely trying to appeal to a certain group of people and also they're trying to be like i'm depressed and it and some people you can actually see it almost as an act like i feel like some people it's an act and it's just to sort of get money get subscriptions and and of course i'm not trying to downplay anybody with you know with real mental health issues or anything because that does exist but what's interesting is that the audience itself just seems to be very sensitive and and i'm not used to that coming from this world from podcasting because i'm not used to instant instant response I'm used to like maybe an email a couple weeks later saying how much they hate me because I said that one thing, you know? So like, it's like, instead of two weeks later, it's like two seconds later, they're like, shut up, Mike, fuck you, you know, <laughs> which they don't. My community is very nice for the most part. It's it's funny the type of people that you attract. <laughs> it's funny <laughs> these different channels and the, and the vibe that they put out and the, and the vibe of a chat. 
Um, do you need to do your recording thing to, to stop the thing? Yeah, like, let's uh, let's pause this here just for a second, so I give you adequate time because I want to let you plug because. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, we can wrap up, man. I, I, like I said, I gotta stop by seven anyways, but. Um, and I really have to pee, so... I do, too. <laughs> okay. why, why don't you get your thing fired up? We'll, we'll take a pee break, and then we'll wrap up? Yep, sounds good, man. Awesome. But, yeah. Yeah, please good. please talk about your podcast. Well, it's it's a music-based podcast, and uh, I've been doing it for about seven years now. Um, and and it's... It, I, I already told you that I started because... It, networking and working on communication skills and that's definitely helped um and and actually this is this because since starting twitch and taking the podcast to twitch because um what's interesting about having a podcast for a long time and and especially keeping it up and keeping it consistent every week after week you know for for years um you do get to see like you get better and you get to see eras of your show, and you get to see just so it's it's just been really interesting to have a show uh, that that stretches back. I mean, it's only been you know seven years, six seven years, or I can't remember whatever the fuck it was, but it was you know it's still like it's very uh, amazing to me. And and it's not like my podcast is shit. It's not like I'm getting huge numbers or anything. But it, we we've consistently grown since we've started, and and and. I've got to talk to really fucking cool people from Grammy winners to fucking you know, hometown heroes. And it's just, it's just something I really love doing on top of being a musician, you know, touring and doing that stuff. It's just always been something I love doing. And now with the pandemic, Twitch and the podcast have become my main source of income. And music has very little to do with, well, music has a lot to do with it because this is a music podcast. And I do stream music on my channel, and my wife also streams. She was just on the front cover of the Twitch, where she had like eighteen thousand people watching her at once, and then, and an accumulative of like half a million people were watching her stream in her pajamas in in, in our <laughs> spare bedroom. So it's like it, it's a very mind boggling and weird thing. But Twitch has been really cool, and I know I was kind of shitting on Twitch about saying how woke it can be. And, how sensitive people can be but it's so it's just so cool that I, I i literally made real friends that i really care about who i've never seen their face i don't know their real name i only know them by fluffy puppy or fucking fungalicious or, or daddy long dong and <laughs> it's real people by the way real people that i know a daddy long dong <laughs> <laughs> and 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 that's it that's all i know about them and, and but I genuinely am invested in their life. I care about them. I, I like when they show up in, in a stream. I am. I'm really excited to see them. And for somebody like me who enjoys just being inside and not really going out there, I, I love the outdoors, but I don't like people and all that stuff. So for me, it's such a cool place to hang out on because it gives you that social interaction. And of course, it's sterile as fuck because you're not actually talking to somebody in real life. And just like this, you know, we're having, we're connecting and having a cool conversation. But, you know, there's still this screen that's. Like, do you need to get in here? Oh, okay. We're wrapping up. Whatever. <laughs> My wife just gave me, like. like <laughs> 
Don't, don't be Tell it's a good podcast. <laughs> well, I, I'm always just like, I, I think it's only going to be like an hour. And she's like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I know who you are. Mm-hmm. You can tell yourself whatever. Uh, but the but in, in all seriousness, like, the, the Twitch has been a really amazing saving grace for me and a lot of musicians. And uh, taking the show to Twitch has been just absolutely fucking amazing. I, I like. I, I'm also. I edit video. I, um, you know, I do other things. I make most of the music that's on there is all original music that I made. It's just this really fun art project that I've gotten to do over the years. That's sort of been accumulating and building. And and now that there's a visual component to it, I'm just able to take it to a whole nother dimension and just do stuff that yeah, like I've always wanted to be a radio DJ I've always wanted to be like a, a TV host you know like I've always wanted to do those types of things so I'm able to do that and still play music like just a couple Sundays ago last Sunday actually I had a fucking full band in here <laughs> with green screens everywhere fucking a band jamming in space you know like fuck it. and I, I drug my fucking my electric drum set which I've been calling my midlife crisis purchase, uh, but I can't afford. I can't afford a Porsche, so I bought a fucking Roland V drum set. And so uh, I pulled that bitch in here, and we had a fucking. You know, we played music, and and so I'm still doing that. And and as things are opening, I am going to start going back into the real world to uh, to gig because that's a pretty decent income there. Uh, but it's just been such an amazing journey. And, and like, I, I really have very little interest in doing much else anymore. Like, like I said, I'll do a little bit of gigging outside and that's mostly for money and to serve my fucking ego. But, um, the, the, but I'm really, really invested in, in my podcast and, and into Twitch and the fact that my podcast is growing and, and with such a huge change because going to Twitch means that. It's no longer a conversation between me and my guest and, and, and this privileged audience that gets to hear it, which privilege is a bit of a... <laughs> but, you know, people who are listening, uh, you know, now it's very interactive and it's not a private conversation or it doesn't feel like a private conversation. It, it feels like people are watching and, and people are reacting, you know, so it's... Uh, so it's just been really interesting, and and so I take the audio from these streams, and I just and I release that as the audio now, and um, I, I was really scared to do that because you know I had a formula and things are growing, and uh, last year about this time when the pandemic hit, my numbers dropped like by thousands, and it was nuts, and I had no idea, and, and other people had experienced it too, um, other podcasts who like were talking about the pandemic or. Or, mm. uh, or like DIY podcasts or like, you know, fix it up podcasts that are doing great because, you know, people are listening to information that they were like thinking they would need. But all the other podcasts who were talking to celebrities and shit, no one gave a fuck. So there was a big drop in it, uh, except for Joe Rogan. <laughs> he grew. He got bigger. Uh, but, but it, it, you know, it was a scary thing. And, and then so changing over to the stream it was very um it was it was it, it was amazing to see people still downloading it and there was still growth from last year you know and and we're still it's so it, it's amazing to me that people have been on board 
this the whole time and more people keep coming aboard and and <clears throat> the twitch stream too is growing and you know like i said I, i'll get anywhere from 15 to 20 people hanging out just just firing up and which which is doesn't sound like a lot of people but but it, it's still it's it, i mean think about this i guess if you were performing at a comedy club would you rather there be like two people in the crowd or 20 people in the crowd right 20 people in the crowd is enough for a really interest you know laughter is your your cue right like that's how you know you're succeeding for a live event that's a good turnout i I would say it's not horrible if my band brought out 20 people like my originals band brought out 20 people to a club the club would be like, "Oh, sweet, you can come play again because you 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 brought enough people that I made money on the bar." So it's not a horrible amount of people, and I am trying to grow that. And and the possibilities, there's no real cap on it. I mean, there's people on there. Like, do you remember Andy Milanakis? Uh, he was like that fat kid who looked like a little kid, but he was like like forty. Yes. He, he like. Uh, I put peas on my head because, but don't call me a pea head. <laughs> like, I don't do. Anyways, Andy Milnaka's show was on MTV. He's on the show. He's on Twitch too with uh, some dude named Austin. It's called the Austin Show, but it's a huge show. And and you know that that just started on Twitch, and I, it's just it, it's just such an interesting platform because you can, especially for music performers, because you can literally when you go out to play bars. A lot of the times, you're getting hired to keep people interested in buying drinks. Mm-hmm. And so most of the time, the people who are there don't really know who you are. They only want to hear you to play the hits, if they want to hear you at all. Sometimes you're at a sports bar where people are screaming, like, get them, get them, and they fucking don't care. And the only thing they're thinking is, like, I wish this fucking band would shut up so I could hear the fucking TV. I mean, I'm sure that that's what comedians face all the time, you know, in playing <laughs> these weird places. But... But for musicians, we get to hide behind our instruments and our songs, whereas comedians are just left out to die on a vine <laughs> in, in silence or, or just ignoring, being ignored. So it's a, uh, but being ignored as a musician is shitty too. It's very taxing. You're dumping all this energy into a void, and and, and it's not being reciprocated. And plus, you got to think when you're at a bar, you're you're playing over the the clamoring of people and people dropping dishes and shit. And and the amb- any kind of ambiance or any kind of any kind of like painstaking uh, effort that you put into creating a beautiful sound and a beautiful act, it goes out the window with fucking. It just drowns out in fucking in a pile of fucking fat bodies and alcohol. You know, it just no one gives a fuck. What's amazing about uh, and beautiful about uh, Twitch is that quality sound quality and visuals are very much appreciated and like people fucking murder it with like having chill streams it's like i don't really talk much louder than this and i play really chill songs and you just come and hang out and and sometimes we do like asmr so we'll go (laughs) you know like make stupid snob sounds sounds like that shit People fucking are making, you know, some e-girls on there. These thots who are fucking killing it, who are making like twenty to $100,000 a month on subscriptions. And they're just, it's them and their phone. It's like they have a phone and it's their boobs. And it, and, 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 and Twitch has all these weird rules. Like you can't show your bare feet on camera. If you're in a bathing suit, you have to be near a body of water. Um, you can't just, yeah, it, 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 it's... 
It's because there's kids on there. The kid, it's a huge kid. Uh. kids on the platform. There's a lot of video gamers and stuff on there. So if your channel does have that stuff, you got to rate it mature. And, you know, they have rules and shit that are a little ridiculous. But, uh, again, I, I, I don't mind operating within those rules as long as they're not, you know, actively trying to silence me and, and fucking the chat. They can say whatever they want, but I'm going to keep talking. And luckily, people keep coming back. So... I'm not doing, I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. It's just sometimes I get some assholes in there who don't agree with me, and that's fine. No one has to agree with me. That's fine. It's okay. I'm okay with that. I'm American, and, and I respect people's right to not agree with me. Uh, but <laughs> it, but I, I love the platform. I love the podcast, and, and we talk to fucking some amazing musicians who, are, who have worked with fucking legends, you know. And, and what, I, what I really like about my show is that I don't really talk to people. I, I'm not. I'm a. I'm a bat. I'm a in the background guy. I play, you know, the rhythm section, keys, and drum or not drum, but keys or bass or guitar. So I'm in the back. I don't say shit. I don't sing all that much. So I, I really like talking to those guys, uh, just the bit players in, in, in you know in these fucking these huge universes. Yeah, like I got to talk to you know this dude named Corny Mims who who currently plays with the fantastic Negrito, who just won a Grammy. He's a great fucking blues player. Uh, but he, he programmed drums on Bad for Michael Jackson. He's He worked directly with Tupac. You know, like, he, he has a great story about how he wished he would have killed Tupac because Tupac was an asshole. And, <laughs> you know, like, it, 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 you know, it's, it's, just, it's amazing. It's just an amazing open exchange of ideas. And we talk like this. And it's the closest thing that you'll you'll get to like being in the van with musicians, and uh, that's what I loved about it, and that's what it's it's just become that. So it's just it's been really fun, and this is what I do now. So I, for now, I guess I'm a fucking I'm a hustler. So once once you start touring again, uh, you know, let I me probably, know. <laughs> I probably, well, I probably won't tour like I was. Uh, if I do tour, it would be. And I wasn't touring like crazy anyways. I don't want to make it sound like I was gone fucking 200 nights out of the year. But this idea of leaving for two weeks even, just I don't like it as I get older. I don't like it. I don't like being away from my family. Uh, and, and I love being out with the boys and hanging out and talking and playing shows and being in the trenches. But I'm almost 40. I got a fucking bulgy disc. I don't, I don't <laughs> sitting in vans smelling grown men's farts for for hours and miles at a time so i'm okay with fucking sort of slowing down on everything else and focusing on being able to create a a a profitable business from my bedroom you know so that's where i'm at that's my that's that's my spiel well i'm not gonna even do i usually do an outro for the episode i'm not gonna do it on this uh because i don't need to so the the We Speak English Good podcast, which is on everything, I think, right? Every podcast yeah. platform. And Spotify, all of it. Yeah. And, uh, Mike, I've had a lot of fun talking to you. And uh, I, I hope we talk again in the future. Yeah, I'm down to do whatever. Just let me know, man. Down come back, holla, 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 holla. And, and, and I'll definitely shout you out. And, and when the episode comes out, please let me know. So I've been on a lot of podcasts lately, and a lot of them haven't been like even telling me the podcast is out. So let me know. Send me a link, whatever you do, 
please let me know. I'll be happy to share it. I'll be happy to shout it out to on my show and all that good stuff. So thanks. It it'll be Thursday or Friday morning. I need to ask. Uh, so only a couple days. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Just just let me know. I, I'll I'll email you for sure. Just let me know, just because you can tell me all you want, but as soon as I leave this room, I'm on to the next thing. I, <laughs> I feel I you. And I actually have to go and edit an entire podcast right now and go like record the intro and outro and shit, so that's what I'm doing for the next couple hours. So, uh, yeah, let me know, because whatever was said in these two hours that we were talking is just completely gone <laughs> <laughs> i hear you brother <laughs> just, just keep me informed please just keep me informed yeah absolutely hey mike thanks again i appreciate it yeah i had a great time yep thanks man you well i'll talk to you soon yep